Welcome to episode 39 of Extreme PC UK podcast. My name is Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Yeah, joining me today on the show is... Hello, I am Hans, and on Steam I am Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Jansen, and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hi, I am Tim, and on Steam I am Timmy604, and just like Hans, I come from the wonderful country of Belgium. There's two of you, it's 2v2. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's Timmy, spelled Timmy. Yeah, Timmy, <laughs> like so far. But he's not a sheep. He won't get that. <laughs> if you've got any questions, send them in to ExtremePCUK at gmail.com. Any questions about anything, we love them. Steam group, ExtremePCUK, you know, get on there and you can uh, get into games with us like Timmy did, didn't you, Tim? Yes, exactly. I, uh, That's how he met uh, us. Podcast uh, on the iTunes uh, podcast app. I went through all of them driving in my car. Then, <laughs> is it uh, weird being on here now that you listen to us all felt like you know us all and now yeah, you do know us true, all that's true that's actually true you do feel you do get a feeling like you know you all guys you know <laughs> now you're going to listen back to it and hear yourself you'll be like do I know yeah, him I don't know him yeah. <laughs> who's the other guy <laughs> alright TeamSpeak if you just go to our website we've got the TeamSpeak details there jump on there get your free room get it all sorted out chat to your friends Instagram loads of stuff going on there recently all the new works of me and Jansen we've got loads of new all sorts of new like designs and custom work and one-off things that there's not you can't really find out there to buy in the shops. And then we also have a Facebook group, which is run by Young Hands here, which is getting more popular and really good. So uh, jump on there. You can always put your questions on there as well. Uh, next up, premiercomputerfairs.co.uk. I don't actually know where they are in the next two weeks, but you can check them uh, on their website. And when the next one's down sort of south of Birmingham, we'll be going to them. So uh, keep keep looking at that. And that's it for the intro. That intro's getting longer by their month, man. Yeah. It's like a tongue twister. I'm like, la, 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 la. You keep getting <laughs> faster and faster, though. I know, it's because it's so long. The longer it gets, the more I've got to squash it down. <laughs> I should just have it printed somewhere and say, hi, look at the intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's an idea. <laughs> or we should record it. I could get you to all record it for me. I think we'll be calling you MC Nick because you're yeah, going MC Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the auction house when they go really fast, like the American That's ones. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I swear they're just saying barba da barba da barba da bardo really fast. <laughs> right, let's get on to some news. There's a lot of things to catch up with, lots of little bits of news I've got. But I've got one major bit of news which is going to be cool. But first off, I'd like to say Twitch, if any of you out there are streamers, you know, Twitch do this new thing called communities and we've set up our own community and all you've got to do when you go to your streaming page, there will be a section under what game you've put in up to stream and it will say communities. If you put Extreme PC UK in one word in there, you will stream with our community. So we want to try and get quite a few of us in there. So when someone does come on and they sort of want to stream their game to the world, they'll go in with the rest of us. So we'll all be in there together. And it's really, really good because we've been playing Player Unknown, which we're going to talk about in a little while. But you can watch all four of us from that one header. So you click on Communities Extreme PC UK, and if there's four of us in the game, you will then see four people playing. You can watch all the different views of us, which I thought was a really nice little touch, really cool. Me and Tim have been doing that quite a lot. So if you play in doubles, it was quite good, wasn't it, Tim? Yeah, it was really nice to, to see that, actually. And, and if I ever play against them, they can see where I am and then... Uh, 
come and kill me. Yeah, and if more people would join that, it's also easy to see when you're on Twitch uh, who else is playing. And then yeah, because you get the group. Good, yeah, if you've got a second screen and you've got that playing, you can see everyone else you're playing with like simultaneously. It's quite good. Yeah, it's only, the only thing is, I think it's like a 10 second delay though, isn't it still? Yeah. It I says on my one. I think there's some setting you can set that you can uh, shorten the delay. Yeah, I've got my delay switched on so that it's zero, but it still gives a delay. I don't know why I can't be able to play with it, but 10 seconds ain't that long, is it? No, exactly. It's only when you lot are playing with me and I'm like, ah, I've been shot. And then you're like, look at the screen and watch me get shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you always spoil it. Yeah. You always yeah. spoil it because we're always 10 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um, Twitch. That's just a little bit of news. Pretty cool. Our website... Uh, we've been upgrading it, so it's got a lot of new stuff on there, all new colours. We're going to start... Jansen was saying that my flames and my carbon fibre was very outdated, and he didn't like it. Yeah, we're, we're not in the 90s anymore. I've, I love my carbon fibre and flames. I'm with Jansen <laughs> on this. Yeah? Yeah. The newer one does look better. Check the yeah. website out, and you'll uh, you'll see. Give us some give us some like, info on what you think. Yeah, it does look a lot better. So that's that. Next thing I want to talk about, the major, major bit of bit of information is... I bought a GTX 1080 Ti. Finally. Um, what yeah. do you mean, finally? I got it when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> now you finally upgrade your car. What, the 980 Ti? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a 980 Ti, matey. Come it's on. A, it's a it, bit it, old, It's considered low-end now, so... Low-end. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Belgian, start arguing. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing on a 970 mobile, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah, so you've just you've that, just disgraced him. Now, so. You've disgraced your brother. Games it <laughs> runs pretty good actually. Like Battlefield One runs pretty smooth, but some other fields, uh, some other games like Battlegrounds, yeah, that's misery. Yeah, but I don't think Battlegrounds is down to your card. It's down to the optimization on a game at the moment. So yeah, I also think that the future will tell. Yeah, but yeah, I've got um, a GTX 1080, and. Because all of us have got like, well, me and Jansen have got a 10 series card. Tom was going to do it, but he couldn't make it. And Hans has got two Titans, the Maxwell Titans, so which are last gen. So we thought we'd do a few scores in Time Spy and in Heaven Benchmark. Now, if you ever use Time Spy, it's basically a benchmark program. You can get the download on Steam. Just type in 3D Mark, the demo, and to the right-hand side. Because a lot of people say to me, oh, I can't. You have to pay for it. But if you look at the right-hand side of the screen and you scroll down a little bit, there'll be a download for a demo. Download that demo, and what it will do is it will let you download the main Time Spy, which is the new Direct 12 GPU and CPU benchmarking program. You click one button, and you'll get the... Um, what is it called? It's, it's called Time Spy, isn't it? It's not called Museum yeah. or something. Right. But you're, you're in a museum, and it will go for a sequence of all these different things, and it will give you a score for your GPU and your CPU and a combined score. So what we thought we would do is, as I've got the 1080 Ti, we'll work out the difference in the power. Hans has got two cards, so two Titans versus the 1080 Ti. And then we've also put Jansen in there with the 1070. I do have to say he's got a Hoff card, which is highly cloverclo- overclocked. <laughs> Hoffaclocked. <laughs> highly hopperclocked. So he's got a big button on the back of his which he just presses. It's not anything in the in the BIOS or anything like that. He just presses it, overclocks it maximum. So he was pretty easy. And we couldn't really get an overclock on that. What we have done with the other cards, though, is we've overclocked them to the max we could to see what we got out of the cards as well. So it's a, quite a lot of numbers and stuff, but we'll try and just have a general discussion about it and see what happened. Now, I started off with Time Spy on standard clock, and my clock was running standard at 1,481 megahertz. Now... 
on that, I got 8983 for my score, and the graphic score for it was 9458. So what did you get, Hans, with the two cards for your... I uh, got uh, 9033, and the graphic score was 9879. So your graphics score, you had pretty much nearly 3,000 points above me, so you have got a, a, quite a bit of a percentage. I'd say like 6-7% on top of my single card. Yeah. With that on the standard. And Jansen, what did you get? I got an overall score of 6,046. And the graphics, I got 6,163. 6,163. So, so really, for the standard on the time spot. Now, one thing I've got to say before we go any further is all of our computers, we put them down to 4.4 on the CPU. We got our RAM all at 2,666. So we had a sort of level playground you know for all these benchmarks yeah to even the odds from the the standard on the graphics and the cpu it was pretty much jansen's for the money was the best option with a 970 for the money because how much was your card jans uh 400 400 quid see and my my one was nearly 800 quid yeah and i'm not even gonna talk about how much mine cost (laughs) (laughs) when you got them they were they were a thousand pound each yeah. <laughs> hardcore, man, hardcore. I said to Hans, basically, you're still in front of me but for, with the double cards, but your cards are going out of date. I said to him, sell them both. You'll get about 400 quid for each one. Buy a 1080 with it, and in the future, you can just get a second 1080. But you didn't want to do that, did you? No, I'm going to hold off for a ball down. I'm going to stick by my original plan for uh, the upgrade. But by then, these cards will be worth nothing. Yeah, but I don't care. That's how I always did it. Oh, that's a fair enough answer, isn't it, boys? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, I really, I, I don't care because I'm going to I'm still beating you. in my daughter's PC anyway. Yeah, you said that. He's going to put me in his daughter's PC. How old's your daughter? Six by then. I can't really talk. My kids have got um, a PC sitting there. My, they've got a 960 in theirs, I think. Which they runs fine for them. At, uh, 800 frames per second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's turbo <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> but that's the thing. My kids don't play Minecraft. They're completing Wasteland at the moment. Twin boys that are six. Now, that's <laughs> education for you. Yep. <laughs> that's real life experience. They'll know how to steal a helicopter, fly it away, crash it, jump out before you hit the ground, kill a terrorist. <laughs> Epic parenting right there. <laughs> yep, that's the best parenting. Parenting from one parent, because the missus probably ain't too happy about it. Yeah, she doesn't know. They come up here, they switch it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, never mind. But anyway, right, so it worked out pretty much how we thought it would. The, the 1080 Ti is a super powerful card, and I mean super, super powerful. But, obviously, two Titans, which you've got to remember, the Titans were so powerful of their time. You know, to have two of them and still be in front is still a major thing, though. Yeah, even after two years. I was you know, impressed a little bit about it. Yeah. So I actually thought I would lose, which I actually I, hoped. Yeah, I thought I would have been a couple of points in front of you. That's what I thought, but yep, it turned out here. you was I about... I didn't think that. No? No. Yeah, because I, I was thinking the same thing. I thought it'd be close because he's got Titans and you've got a 10 series. If you had one Titan and he had two Titans, then I'd say, yeah, you're you're above him. But mm-hmm. you've got to think, he's got two Titans. Even though they're old... They're still would, Titans. Yeah, yeah you yeah, would still, still think he would beat you. Yeah. But it, then it shows you the efficiency of the new card. Like, your 1080 on its own is just under his two Titans. Yeah. So yeah, value for money, there's no arguing there anyway. So yeah. and I think I think my one runs on two eight pin connectors as well. So it's like, 
You know, he's probably got what have you got on yours? It's like it's probably an eight and a six on yours or two eights. Uh, one eight, one six. Yeah. So you know the power going through it. Like I don't, I can't remember what the power of mine is, but obviously you're gonna have double in that because you're running two cards. Yeah, of and, but also, know, I'm playing at four K, so I'm thinking that we'll uh, draw more power. Yeah. If you use an SLI like two cards in the same system, you don't have the twice the power. You have like one point five times the power. No. Yeah, it is. Not it depends like... on how well the game is scaled also anyway okay yeah because some yeah. games just plain don't work in as a lie period yeah. see for me though i i i don't know i've sort of gone gone away from wanting two cards it looks good from outside but yeah just since i had my amd i know it's amd they they just put me off of sli setups well i you... always hear people talk about problems with sli and scaling but if you play mostly triple a games it's it's mostly okay to be honest yeah, but that's the thing. If you're playing indie games, they're not optimized. No, yeah, no. Nope. I wonder what there, I'd like to see. To the rule. I mean, all remember Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. That still doesn't have SLI support, by the way, and it will never have it. I wonder what it'd be like in Player Unknown Battlegrounds with the two cards running. If it would like game break think, it. Yeah, I don't think it would make much difference. No. Nah. No. I used to have mm. an SLI system, but I was like more than ten years ago, and I was nothing. Yeah, but it's different. Headache. Nothing but headache. Yeah, it's different then. I think the best strategy is actually to just always buy the the, the newest card of the generation. Well, and my as soon plan as a is new comes out, yeah, sell the old one immediately and buy a new one. Never go to SLI. Just now, see, on. I don't want to do that. I'm just always going to stick to like the 980 Ti, 1080 Ti, and then I'll go if it's 1180 Ti, I'll go for that. Because the way the way I would do it is use that up until that point and then sell the card. You've only got to pay half the money for the next one. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not a big major upgrade. Then if you're if... lucky, your old card will sell for not much less than the price you paid for it. Well, I paid for my 980 Ti. I paid, I think it was £600, but it was two weeks before it came out. Okay. And it was um, one of the cards they give out, you know, to do the benchmarks on. So it's a little clocked a little bit higher. And then I got that for 600 And then when I sold it, I wanted to sell it quick. They were selling for 280 I sold it for 240 I think. So... Okay. You know, yeah. If you would have waited a little bit, you could have also sold it for three hundred. Yeah. So like, it's like almost half the price. Yeah. So you lose half the price. You top up with just half the price. But that's like buying an Xbox or a PlayStation. So it's not much of a problem, really. It's most secondhand stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You always get half of what you paid for it if it's in good condition. But that's a year later as well, though. So you know, you've got. I've got so much out of it. Yeah. But anyway, let's get back to these benchmarks. So in Time Spy, we give our scores. Then we did the overclocked version. Now. The 1080 Ti, now it's a Ti version, remember, so it's it's made for overclocking. I got a score. It went from 8983 up to 9727. So it's quite a lot, quite a big difference. Now, on mine, I got a 50% increase in the voltage. I got 150 megahertz on the core clock and 500 plus on the memory clock. So, you know, it was pretty, pretty damn good, the overclock I got on it. I think... I think with the, the highest clock speed I got out of it from overclocking was 2,050 megahertz, so just over 2 gigs, which, for me, I just wanted to beat 2 gigs to be happy. I think, Jance, yours, you, that's what you wanted to go for as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because with mine, it's it's obviously hard to overclock because it comes out of the factory already overclocked as much as they can. Yeah. So my base clock speed is 1,400 and when I turn on the boost, it's 1,620. But, um, yeah, I, like, it did get up to that um, 2 gig mark. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. As long as I got over the two gigs, I'm pretty happy with mine. So, Jansen, in your time, Spy, for your overclock, what did you get in? My overclock score was 6,231. So you got just about just uh, just two hundred points, roughly yeah, two ten. Yeah, two hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good, pretty good score. What about you, Hans? Uh, nine thousand seven hundred and thirty-five. And that was from nine thousand and thirty-three. So you got nearly seven hundred points, like just over seven hundred points. Yep. But then you got to remember that split between two cards because they're both overclocked. But I didn't think they was that good at overclocking them cards. No, it but, isn't. But they're notorious uh, for it. So yeah, seven hundred points really is still good. They're like hybrid cards anyway. Yeah. So no, it was pretty good. What we want to do is we want everybody, Hans is going to put on the Facebook page after the podcast, Gores basically, and he's going to set it up so that you lot can just take a, sc- a screenshot and then put it on there and we'll see like what scores everybody's got and we'll have a little chat about it and stuff like that. Because I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and if people have got the same cards as what we've got, it's good to see what you guys out there got compared to us. Yeah, we, we do understand. Like Obviously, we're sitting here and we're just reading scores off of what we got. So... To people listening, it might be a bit confusing. Like they're just reading out numbers and stuff like that. But if you do want to get involved and you're interested in this kind of thing, all you've got to do is just come onto the Facebook page and get your Time Spy from uh, 3D Mark on Steam and just just put a screenshot up and we'll talk to you about it. And we can also talk you through overclocking and help you out and stuff like that. Tim, I believe because you've got um, a 970 mobile, yes. you've done a score as well, didn't you? Yes, and it was the, it was pathetic. Go on. <laughs> I did the Heaven Benchmark, and I got a score of uh, 1,500. 1,500? Yes, 1,500. See, me, in standard, for Heaven Benchmark, I got (laughs) 3,574. Hans got 3,855, so he got 100 points more. Jansen got 2,400. So you weren't that far off Jansen's 970. Mm Mm-hmm. And a thousand points. Yeah, but I'm also limited. I cannot overclock it because it's really... Yeah. I can only it's... overclock it with 135 megahertz. And Starts melting everything, everything on the desk. <laughs> oh, it's just locked by BIOS. It's just BIOS locked. Yeah, well, when we overclocked it, because you're locked, you can't overclock it. Let's go with the overclocking scores. I if got you're three... talking about this, sorry, if you're talking about these overclock scores, what temperatures are, is your carton actually running? My uh, one never got over... Yeah, mine never got over 75 degrees. Okay. I think mine was always about 60 but I think really? because I've got three fans on mine. I would have thought you'd be able to push it a bit further if that was the case. Yeah, but I think it it never went over 60, but it's I think it averages around 45, 50. Really? Yeah. Surely it's got to be higher than that. No, because well, I, I think because of my case. Maybe. There, there's not a much airflow, but then yeah. when you uh, press the overclock button, those fans are going at about 3,000 RPM. Yeah. So Well, to put it in perspective, the I'm going to go with just the overclock scores for Heaven Benchmark from all of us and the frames per second we got, the max, um, or the average. So I got... Well, we'll start with Jansen's because he's the lowest. So he got 2,467 for a score and his average was 97.9 frames. Then me in second place with my 1080 Ti... I got 3,899 with 154 frames, 0.8. So like I got over 50 frames more than you. And then Hans, he went with a whole like nearly like 15, 20 frames above me. He got 171.7 frames and a score of 44,029. So, you know, Hans' card did outright win. Then I came in second place with my single card and Jansen came in with the most best priced card for playing everything because at the end of the day Jansen your card plays everything on maximum 4k doesn't it yeah so if you are on a budget 
and you want to get a card that plays everything, I would say go with a 970, even if it's not the Hoff version. Just a normal version will still be a very, very good card to play everything 1070. on. 1070. Yeah, because the results we got were pretty much the results we thought we'd get, as in place yeah. of first, second, and third. But it was good to show us like the comparison and how close certain scores were. And yeah, it was quite surprising how close your card did get to Hans's two, two cards on certain scores. But obviously, two Titans in SLI is obviously going to blow both of us out of the water. Yeah. But, I think you can buy a Titan for about 400 quid now. But yeah, I, personally, I wouldn't buy one. I'd, I would go... Because like, one of them is still the same price as your card, Jant. So it's like, you know, go for your card over it. Yeah. Because obviously, if you half his Titans, we was going to do him single, but it was too much hassle for you, wasn't it, and you couldn't be bothered. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. If you I kept saying from, to him. From SLI to single card, you do turn down a whole bunch of programs every time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so 1080 Ti, if you've got the cash and you want to be the best, get that one or two of them. If not, Titans, if you get them cheap, they might be worth it. Uh, they're still going to be up there. They can get the major, major scores. But if not, just go for a, a 1070 because they are the sweet spot for everything at the moment. Um, next up, I'd like to say a bit about, because um, my news is dragging on forever. Um, me and Jansen have been doing a bit of 3D printing. We got right into 3D printing. We've done a few things. We've got a few like one-off builds and stuff that we've done, little funny designs. But you there's a lot of that on. Builds as well. That yeah, we've like... used a 3D printer on. Yeah, but we, we, the first customer we come across where we're doing a 3D build, we've done quite a lot. Like, we've put, like, all sorts of things in there. You have to check out the Instagram to see that. But there's quite a lot of stuff going on. But if anyone's interested in getting something 3D printed, you know, just hit us up with extremepeaceuk at gmail.com. Let us know what sort of thing you want done, if you've got any files, stuff like that. And we're always open to, like, helping you out print stuff, like, for a good, nice, cheap price and that. So, yeah, just get involved we like to see your designs, and it's pretty interesting what people come up with, isn't it, Jans? Yeah, it's crazy when you when you have a look online and you see what people have made. Um, like someone made like the inside of the Titanic. Yeah. Like the room of the Titanic ballroom. Yeah, we couldn't work out why people were 3D printing all these weird stuff, though, could we? And I know why now. If you go on to 3D printing sites, they actually have um, design competitions where they will say like. You need to do interior design. Whoever does the best interior design will win so much money or this or a printer or some stuff, you know. And I think that's what it is. That's why there's so many random like items in there. Yeah. Because you think it'd be like things like to put screens in or things to like, I don't know, house certain things or parts of computers or something like that. But it's not. It's all like random weird stuff. Yeah. And there's some really weird stuff on there. 3D printed guns. Yeah. I just wanted <laughs> to say, did you guys print a gun yet? <laughs> See, he's one of them ones. <laughs> First thing he does, look at a gun. Yeah, I'll probably uh, print a 3D gun, shoot it, and it'll blow up in my face. <laughs> yeah, plastic shards in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Backfire. But yeah, that's all of my news, just to get a few bits out there. Hans, have you got any news? Well, I also did a small upgrade. Actually, Go for it. I got a new CPU, a 7700K. What did you have before that? You had a 3770K. Yep. So that also meant I had to get a new motherboard and new RAM. What are you running your processor right now? Uh, it's 4.4. We left so it after the benchmark. So, so you're running Remember your you processor the same as your old one. <laughs> what? So you're running your processor the same as the old one? 
Yeah, because you told me to. Because remember, <laughs> you, we overclocked it to 5.1. Oh, yeah. 5.1. It crashed. Yep. It was right for a little while, though. It was, yeah. But once you started some serious gaming, you just crashed everything. Yeah. Except for The Witcher 3. Some reason that, that kept working. Yeah, it does happen, though, sometimes, where you're, you're overclock and then you'll play it for so many hours and then it'll get to the point where it's not stable. That's why you'd always use, like, Prime 95 for 24 hours or something, just to check all of the RAM and or everything's working all right for a long period of time, you know? Yeah, but then still some games are just horribly optimized. Yeah, that's true. But they're getting worse, aren't they? This is what we talk about all the time. It's just games are getting thrown out there. It's like they just make them and throw them out. Like, sod it, we'll fix it later. Yeah, the problem uh, well, is... There you they, go. Step one, be made don't by... pre-order. Step two, <laughs> never buy early access. Yeah, but it's also different. In, in the early days, it used to be made always by the big companies, and now you have these small teams making like an indie game like uh almost like battlegrounds and then releasing it like early yeah. access because they're such a small team yeah they get the money from it and then yeah, exactly. they they all get rich and then there's they don't no hear from him again defend <laughs> any kind of early access at all hands is very serious about this aren't you hands yes but i'm kind of with hands it's uh, i always used to say i'm i'm not going to spend money on early access but I, I do think that if it's a game that's going to be released quite soon and it's a game I know I'm going to buy, I feel like I'm getting it at a discount price early on. So Is that I'm your not... excuse for buying Battlegrounds then? Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> you know that was going to come out next. I was going to say, you said you're never going to buy Early Access and you bought Battlegrounds. <laughs> yeah, but, but this is exactly it. Because that's a game I knew 100% I was going to buy. So I buy it now at a discounted price. So even if I don't play it until it's fully released, I've got it at a discounted price. Yeah, that's true. I sure hope it will get released once. But it's also a good excuse. I have a fear it's going to be another one of these uh, H1Z ones. But, oh, by the way, did you know really? that um, yeah. Yeah. DayZ went into beta? Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Is there any changes on it? I have no idea. I just know it went into beta. Or was that a desperate attempt to get people away from Battlegrounds Unknown or whatever and probably trying to get them back on there? Because I swear every single person that plays DayZ must have left by now and gone to that game because it's the same thing but much better. Yeah. You know? And even being early access, there's no real problems with it that I've come across. Yeah, there are a few problems. You get memory leaks every now and then. You get like screens freezing. You get kicked out of the game a lot. But nothing really to break the game it's very rare that you're playing a game and you've killed five people and then the game kicks you out but that happens once in like 50 games or something yeah but i'm saying for me personally like, no I problems yeah i haven't had a single problem i know why that is i don't play it enough because you're rubbish at it and you always lie on the floor when you're dead while we're all playing <laughs> <laughs> well i've encountered some problems so more on the on the lag side like server lag and Sometimes it's just very laggy. Although I'm running 60, 70 frames, it just feels laggy. Opening doors and got horrible desync. Like pick up a backpack and walk 10 meters and then wait for like five seconds until the backpack appears on your back. Yeah. These things. He, we, we, yesterday, me and Tim was playing. We was just playing just us two. We was playing duo. We had some funny times on there last night. Um, and basically, like he goes, because after you die, to so say I get shot or he gets shot, he'll then spectate me. And you can watch it in real time, no delay. And I was like, look, can you see that guy over there? There's people coming out of buildings everywhere. And I'm picking them off one by one. And I'm going, yeah, I just shot that guy. And I'm like, they're just... And then all of a sudden, my gun started getting really funny. It's like, I couldn't... It was like, wherever I went, I couldn't look down the sights. 
And then he goes, I'm going to send you a video in a minute. I just recorded it. Sends me a video. And on his screen, there's no buildings. I'm floating 50 feet in the air like I'm having a poo with my legs up like in the air. Like, <laughs> like I'm sitting in a chair that's not there. And I'm floating around like an alien. I'll put that video on the Facebook uh, group. That's, yeah, do that's it. With no idea. gun. Yeah. And it was just like what's going on here? And he's like, I've had to jump out. But we had such a funny time last night. If you boys are on there, you know, Jance, when you get to the last second and the rings get smaller, don't they? Yeah. I goes, look, we're going to get killed. Let's jump in this car and we'll drive to the center of the circle. And it was already on quite a small circle. <laughs> so we go flying over. We have attacked these two guys. First off, they start getting out of the car and Tim's like, no, 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 Nick, just, just slow down, I'll shoot them. I was like, nah, I'm taking them out. So I start spinning the car around. I'm driving straight at them. I squash one, and I squash the other one between a rock and the car. And, I, and then I'm on the microphone going, ha-ha, you're playing single now. And it was well funny. And then, and then Tim's like, let me out of the car. And I was like, no, let's go centre circle. So we go, we go marching off in the car to centre circle, right? By the time we get there, circle's tiny. It's like, I don't know, 30 metres, was it, roughly? Yeah, it was a, almost it's really a, small. one of the, the last circles, yeah. <clears throat> No buildings whatsoever apart from a little hut. So I drive in, and obviously I've made my turbo button work now, so I'm like, we're just going around, and the circle's so small. It's just like I'm going around in circles, and we're doing donuts, and there's like 27 people still left in this little circle. So Tim's going, let me out of the car, let me out of the car. He's going, I don't know where to stop. The you car's just skidding drive, around. Just making donuts on an we... open field, you know. <laughs> an open field, no, no protection, nothing. And he's like, Nick, we've been playing for half an hour in this game. You need to stop the car and let me out. I was like, what, you want to get out? I was like, stop, stop being a weasel. Let's get you stay in the car. And we started spinning around. And then the car's like, you know, when you do a donut, and then it sort of gets to the point where the car stops itself. So we stop, and then I start the engine again. We skid the other way. Stop, skid the other way. There's bullets, like, pinging off everywhere. And then he's like, look, Nick, we need to... He started getting annoyed. We need to get out of the car. So I'm like, all right, then. So I pull up at this shed. We fly towards the shed, we jump out, open the door, and there's two guys that shoots me straight in the face. Yeah. I was yeah. like, it's your fault, Tim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this game, though. It feels a little bit like I was, like, uh, what, eight years old with my neighborhood kids uh, playing army in the street here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is good. a little bit like that. Yeah. Going on adventures. The thing is, is, it is like that, and it's more like you feel like you're at- actually achieving something when you're playing it. You know, you're exploring. You know where you're going. You know the map off by heart by now. But it's like every time could be a different scenario. And like, yeah. if you like DayZ, because I loved DayZ when it first came out, I could run around in DayZ for, for hours. I must have done a thousand hours in that. But you never see anyone. I've probably come across 50 people in the whole time I've played it. This game, you're guaranteed to come across someone at some point. So it's like, you can jump on, you can go into battle straight away, or you can try and like style it out for a bit longer. But it's just, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you can also go for real high momentum games and just lands where land where everybody lands. Then you will have big action within what two minutes. Yeah, but that's yeah. the funniest things. Like yeah. you land in an area and there's like ten guys with no weapons and they're all punching <laughs> each other to death. <laughs> I jumped out of a window once. I jumped through a glass window onto a little ledge and there's two of them shooting each other and they both knock each other out. So I'm just standing there and they're crawling around the floor like in um, what's that film? Kill Bill, you know, and they cut all the arms off and the legs off, <laughs> and they're all like in blood and they're all like sliming around the floor. Huh. And it was That's just a like good that feeling when somebody's shooting at you with a pistol and you knock them out with a pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, that that battlegrounds unknown is player unknown is really good. They've done a little update recently as well, where um, now the frying pan, if you pick up a frying pan, because you used it as a weapon before to hit people with, if you've got it on your back, it actually saves you one bullet. So if someone shoots you at one time. 
it goes ping and it goes off of the actual frying pan, which is a pretty nice yep. little touch different. Bit like yep. a bulletproof vest. Yeah, well, pretty bulletproof pan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also put a new weapon in uh, with the latest update. It was called the Vector. Yeah, I've only seen that once though, and that was on the first time. Yeah, I showed you the once. It's more like a close, uh, close range uh, weapon. But yeah, a few people love that weapon. They say it's really, really good for yeah, close range. Matt, Matt loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves it. He's like, oh, Vector, yes, wicked. They said but they're going to do an update every week with uh, optimization and things. Yeah, and no, then no. once a month they're going to do an update with new items in it. Yeah, that's what's going to keep everybody coming. Like, I want to see like loads and loads of clothes customization. I know they just put a recent a new mask in, didn't they? Like a Jason mask, but a black one. Yeah, a ballistic mask. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. I was actually going to talk about Player Unknown Battlegrounds in my game section, but we, I think we've done it here now, haven't we? Yeah, by the way, there was also today there was a big charity uh, competition event going on in uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Yeah. They invited some uh, major Twitch streamers to all go and battle it out against each other for charity. Yeah, and that's checked, pretty cool. Uh, the first game was finished there already on dollars. Uh, really? Collected, yes. And, and it's all going to Children's Hospital, isn't it? Yeah, and they said that uh, Blue Hole, that's the, the creator of the game, said they would uh, double the money up to $100,000. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's really yeah. nice. Do you know what? It's very, very childish. But I have to say it anyway, and I think Jansen knows what I'm going to say. Every time I load that game up and it says blue hole, I think it says bum hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everyone gets yes. that because it's a full screen blue <laughs> hole. And yeah. you just look at it and you think bum hole. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, are they doing it on purpose? Because when you look at the game icon, it looks like it says pube. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, the desktop icon. Yeah, it's, it's a better name than Daybreak Games, huh? From uh, H1Z1. <laughs> yeah, that's a word. Yeah, that's enough of our, that's our childness, childs <laughs> in us coming out. <laughs> but yeah, and um, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, we're still playing it, and I think most nights we've got teams, or, uh, we've got up to two teams now, or four people in each team, and we're looking for more players. So if any of you do play out there, and I know there's loads of you, you know, just send us a message, jump on TeamSpeak or whatever in Steam, add, just add us. As your friends, Extreme PC UK and Steam, or the names at the beginning of the podcast, and we will get into games with you, and we're all friendly in that. But it's like be really good to get a proper army community because if we get like three teams of four and we jump into a game at the beginning, there'll be three teams of four people in that one game, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we you did know? it a few times. That was really cool actually, with two teams and jump into the game at the same time, and then afterwards yeah. uh, go and talk to each other where they were, and then. Yeah. Also, if they get killed, you see it on your screen. Oh, this guy has just got killed, and they might be there. Yeah, now it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I think that's enough about Player Unknowns because we did a bit of it last month. The only difference is last month we hadn't played it. Now we've played it, and we love it. So, uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, check that out. That's really, really good. Uh, my news this month is about a release date for a game that I've been waiting probably about two years for now, and it's Friday the thirteenth of the game. And I am they've... also well hyped for that. Yeah. Really. Yes. I've got, do you know what? When they first said it 15 years ago, I was really hyped for it. But now it's been so long, I've grown old and got bored. No. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, you've played a lot of games that are similar to this, like the, yeah. the cat and mouse type of game. And I haven't. So for me, this will be a new experience. And I love all my slasher movies. So yeah. the fact that I'm playing a Friday the 13th game is a big deal for me and playing this type of game will be a new experience for me as well yeah trust me i've seen the movies that he watches people 
We won't go into details. <laughs> you should share some of your, your best movies with me. Oh, we here so share them with you in private. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Get a room. We'll give you some names later. You won't ever watch a program ever again after you've watched Jansen's. Sorry, I'm going to put them in a nutshell for you. Anything that is a cult classic is followed by a random load of weird people or is something that you're not supposed to have your hands on, Jansen's got it. Right, people, we just had to edit that whole bit out because Jansen was talking about his dodgy videos. Carry on, Jansen. <laughs> All right, well, the, the release date for this game is the 26th of May, so we don't have long to wait for it now. Yeah. Uh, and the, the price for it on Steam is twenty nine ninety nine, and you can oh, pre-purchase it now. Yeah, well, I suppose it's, it's a AAA game. So, so do you, you think, from what you've seen, when this comes out, this is going to be a fully finished top end game or do you think it's gonna be like all the other because i've got to say all the games that i've played like this like you said they've all been indie games so maybe this just, is going to be a cut above them you should yeah. also tell us what it's actually about actually the game yeah so the premise of this game is basically like a cat and mouse so one person plays as jason and four or five other players will play as the like campers from camp crystal lake and as jason you have to hunt them down and kill them and the campers have to try and stay alive as long as they can. The good thing about this is that what they've done with Jason, rather than just having him like running around and then just hacking someone, there's really elaborate death scenes. So every time you catch someone and you kill them from anything from just stabbing them in the stomach with a machete to crushing their head against a tree to ripping their leg off and beating them to death with it yeah i saw a video on youtube with like all the different uh kill scenes some of them are so brutal eh? yeah. yeah yeah they haven't held back with any of it so it's full graphic and i haven't really watched any of the videos for this uh, i've watched the trailers of like gameplay and stuff but i haven't watched any of the the death scenes because i want to be like surprised when i play it Every time there's a new one, I'm seeing it for the first time. Do you think they're going to be unlocked for the death scenes? Like, you get a bit further, you unlock another one. Yeah, I reckon, because they were talking about how there will be an unlocking system in this for things like clothes and weapons. Yeah, because that's the next thing I was going to say to you, because if it didn't have any kind of unlocks in it for me, I'd play it a couple of times and be like, mm, done now. Yeah. I also heard that uh, Jason is more powerful than all the other players. Is that true? Yeah, because uh, the way they've done it is one person can't really stand up against Jason because he is that much more powerful. But you can team together because there's four of you and you're all on the same side. So Well, you can you, damage Jason. Yeah, you can fight back. Oh, so but it's not just running away and like, just hiding for a certain amount of time. No, you can kill him. I think you can also set traps and everything. Oh, I thought he's Jason. Yeah. I thought he keeps coming back from the dead. Every time he keeps coming back out of the water again, doesn't he? Yeah, but that's like the next game. He comes back to life and you play again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the way they've done it is that the the balance of power is like advantage to jason so if you go head to head with him 90 percent chance he's going to kill you rather than you killing him but if you teamed up with two or three other people you can then attack him at the same time and you've got a better chance of overpowering him but again he's that powerful that he could probably take both of you out you're well in dan's game yeah. yeah, I've got a good question for you. Is the map on this game going to be massive or is it just going to be like a little holiday camp with the lake and the little like huts and stuff like that? Do you reckon it's going to be pretty big? Well, I've, 
I think that the they've based it around like the Camp Crystal Lake, but I don't know if they're going to do it in a way that the the map is big, so the actual camp is big, and then they section it into different play areas. So every time you play, you're playing on a different part of Camp Crystal Lake, or if they've done it just pure like open. Yeah. And, but I think there's not enough players to have a huge map. So you've got one person chasing four people. If you've got a huge map, you're going to be running around for ages, not seeing anyone, because a lot of the um, the gameplay as the person who's being chased is stealth. So when like with Jason, he's got like a sixth sense that you can hone into and you can see where people are. So it kind of gives you glimpses of someone is probably in that house so he will come in the house knowing that you're in there but you then have to hide so you find a cupboard you get in the cupboard or you hide under the bed and some of the clips that they show you is someone lying under the bed and you see jason come into the room but it's the heartbeat in that as well isn't it you've got like yeah. a heartbeat and it starts getting faster and faster and it gets worse and stuff yeah. like that happens yeah so i think it's a... all, also always nighttime there no yeah so it makes it well intense yeah so it's like when you see them running and they're running through like the forest and stuff, it does look pretty intense because there's limited light. And a one clip I saw is someone actually just runs into Jason because they think they're running away from him, but they run around the corner and he's just standing there. And it does look as the person being chased, I think it will like give you that feeling of peril yourself. Yeah. yeah. See, the game I played like this was called Dead Realm, and it was basically a mansion, and it was about ghosts. And one of you's the ghost, or like you can be like a little baby kid, like doll thing, and like a little, a little, like fake doll. Basically, you can run around, and as you're hiding around this mansion, you can hear his footsteps getting closer and stuff like that. And it was good, but it was only good for like a starter game to get you warmed up to play some games it wasn't something you'd play continuously but that was very very early access as well when i played that game and it weren't a triple a so maybe this is going to be the height of these type of games i think so because i think what you're talking about is it's more of a gimmick and like you said it's not something you're going to play for a long time but i think with this they've they've put a lot into the game as well like the developers have worked with the people that have been making the films as well, like directors and writers. So it's it's almost like it's endorsed by the yeah, but film industry as well. Sometimes that's a bad thing because you know what it's like. You see a game that's got a film representative of the film and they know people are going to buy it because of that and they don't put much effort into it. So I hope they don't go down that route of using it as Jason making this game, and then when it comes out, it's one of these ones that's total flop. It'd be another No Man's Sky or something, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's all hyped up. Two years it's been being made, and you pay for it, 30 quid, big price, and then it's not very good. I hope that they put so much stuff into it, because you know what I'm like? I love collectibles. I love... I need something, a game, to keep me... Like Battle Un uh, Player Unknown was just talking about. That will keep me playing, doing the same thing over and over again, because I am keep trying to unlock new clothes and rare items. That's what keeps me going. So if they do have in this game, like rare items for Jason, different masks and stuff like that, you get up certain XP and you get to different outfits and stuff like that, then it will give me something to keep going back. I think their major flaw with this game will be people getting bored and, and leaving or it's been based on a film and they're using that to sell the game. Depends, nah. because I'm a total different gamer. I, don't, I, I really don't care anything about 
outfits or skins or or collectibles or whatever. So for me, if the yeah. gameplay is, is is really good, then 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 it will be a game I will I will play. And I, I'm exactly the same. It doesn't bother me like to collect stuff. Um, I think if if, they, if you've got collectibles that enhance your game, then fair enough because yeah. it's like if you got a gun and then you upgrade your gun with a sight, it makes you play better. Yes, but that's... if it's just you upgrade your gun to make it pink, it's got no difference to your gameplay. So I don't even care about it. Yeah, but say it's weapons. You unlock weapons for Jason and say you get a new sword. That yeah, sword that's... you unlock will then unlock another 20 different types of kills. So then it's something that you're, yeah. you're earning, but you're also like, right, now is a new fresh start for me to go out and cut everybody up with a sword. Yeah, that yeah. would be really cool. Yeah, because I yeah. think that, that's the way they're going with this, is that you've got so many different Jasons over the years of all the different films, because you've got like Jason in space and Jason versus Freddy, and each time they make Jason, one, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Jason versus Jason. <laughs> but every time they do a film, they do a new mask. So you've got the original classic mask, but along the way, you've got all these different variations as well. Yeah. So when you play the game, I think you will unlock the different masks and outfits that they've had throughout like the film's lifespan. Yeah. And I, I think they do it the same with the weapons. I really do hope they put as much effort as you say they're going to because it will be good. Yeah. But this is why I think it will be good because it's got the potential to be a pretty epic game. I was going to say it's got the potential to be Jason. Is there already a, a closed beta or something going on for this game? Anybody has? Uh, yeah, there it? there was a closed beta, but um, that was back in December, I think it was. Okay. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I think that was like an invitation only kind of thing. Okay. Um, we, we thought they would release this around October for Halloween, but they seemed to be releasing it in May. So yeah. But well, the thing is, this, this this started on Kickstarter. Yeah. And when you looked at the different amounts that you could contribute to this game, if you put the maximum amount, they would put you as a character in the game. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. And but so what was the maximum amount? I think it was something like two and a half grand. Oh, that's too much to be put in the game. They said they fly you to the studio, take you out for dinner, then they 3D scan you and put you in it as one of the campers. Yeah, mm, pretty cool. I've yeah. seen them do it with more uh, with with different games also on on Kickstarter. But then th these are the people that probably got invited to the that early beta access. Yeah, to see themselves get yeah. killed in the computer game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's something we're all looking forward to. I think Jan uh, Jansen, you're looking forward to it the most. But it'll be something uh, maybe we'll have to buy together in a four pack, or if they do it, or something like that. Yeah. Well, twenty sixth of May. So. End of this month, we'll see what they do if there's any multi packs we can get. Yeah, well, this podcast, we're obviously we're running a bit late. We don't normally run late, but we've been so busy, we we just didn't have the time to get recorded. So we are running five days late, roughly, and when this goes out, six days maybe. So we will actually, you'd have played this game before the next podcast goes out. So yeah. maybe we can have a little update of how good it was. Oh, one other thing to add to this, which like made me happy as well is it has full controller support. Oh, really? Jansen Anything to say, to Hans? Kill. Anything to say, Hans? <laughs> no comment. Just said that it will be easy to kill with a controller. That means just coming out on Xbox and PlayStation, Hans. He's just wrong. 
<laughs> no but comment. Thing is, I, like I've always said, I personally play better. Oh, with shut up. Yeah, that's so, fair play. <laughs> so when I play this game, I'm going to enjoy it more because I'm using a controller. Battlegrounds, like I feel like I'm being held back because I'm using a keyboard and mouse. Yes, but once you practice a little bit and you'll get yeah. so much better with keyboard and mouse and you will but have a I am practicing because I've got no choice but to use a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Good, you should. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to wake up, my controller's going to be missing. Uh, maybe it's a cultural thing then. You island boys. <laughs> <laughs> that song from bloody uh, Venga Boys came into my head then. No, no. <laughs> just, just don't okay just just don't don't make it any worse than it already is right let's move on friday the 13th 26th of may you said yeah 30 quid yeah cool right let's move on we're still on the news section right i'm going to talk about my first game that i've been playing which i've been playing for the last month because i've been only playing player unknown which i've already spoke about and uh tom clancy's wildlands I'm not going to go back into detail about the game, but I'm just going to say about the latest um, updates which they've brought out. Because they did say when they brought out the uh, the multiplayer, like where we play together up to four co-op, they was like, we're going to bring more out. We're going to add more to it. There's going to be player versus player and stuff like that. That hasn't come out yet. But what I have been doing is they've brought out these um, weekly like updates. So every week there's a challenge. Now, the, the challenge I last done was it was something like go to such and such a town... You have to scout out so many people. You've got to kill many people with this. You've got to do something with your drone. And you just tick off a checklist. And it does a checklist of, like, the community, like, around the world, and you alone. And, like, I had done these three challenges for the first three days in the first challenge. And I actually got, like, a copper gun, which I thought was pretty cool. So if any of you are playing that, you know, let us know. Because we can all work together and play together. And then we'll all do the unlocks together, like, take it in turns and stuff. Because, uh, Tim, you were playing that for a little while with us, weren't you? Yeah, that's uh, I, I, li- I really like that game, actually. You was more involved than me. Yep, and I stopped playing it, actually, for Battlegr- uh, Battlegrounds. Yeah, they are two two good games came along at once. Yeah, but I will go back to it. I'm but I think that's sure. why I, I was reluctant to buy that. when After we played the beta, yeah. I, I did think, like, this is a, a pretty good game. This is a game that I could get into. But too but repetitive then, for you. Yeah, it was a little bit repetitive, but I, I thought the gameplay, for the amount of time I played on the beta, I thought was good. But by the time that was over, I kind of felt like, yeah, I've done it. Like, I've had yeah. enough. Yeah, and yeah. as well, I knew Battlegrounds was going to be bought, so I didn't want to waste my money on that, knowing I was going to buy another game. Yeah, see, for me, it's a fun game. Wildlands is a game you can sit back, relax, you can just play it, don't think about it, you just get on with it, you can do what you want. It's not too hard. You know, you can play with your mates. You can drop in, drop out of games. It's really nice, smooth. And the map friend... is so beautiful. Yeah, it's the graphics yeah. on it are really, really, really good, man. Yeah, I, I was really impressed. Like, playing it in 4K, um, I was really impressed, like, with how good, like, all the scenery was. Yeah, it was definitely worth the money I paid for it. Yeah, apparently they teamed up with NVIDIA and, and got all these special effects and lightning effects. Uh, yeah. And, uh, do you want to know something? I run it on my 1080 We've maxed out every graphics update, everything you can do, and it looks so good. The sun, the glare, everything. Like the reflections, the shadows, it's so nice. It's like like photographic nice. Yeah, it looks really good. Even on your stream, it looks really good already. Yeah, and the stream's yeah. only running at 720. Yeah. The thing is, Tim, if you haven't done the first 
because the way the challenges are going out, there's six challenges. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't done the first one, then you can't get through them, I think. Oh, yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, so I've done the first challenge. I missed the second one because it looked a bit boring. But is it on a monthly basis or a weekly or... A... I think it's the, the actual challenges change every three days, I believe, or something like that. And it says like one of six, two of six, three of six. But the thing that got me was I the first challenge I'd done and I wanted to do because I got a copper skin for all my guns. So every gun I can have in copper now. And there aren't many shiny sort of guns in that game. You know, they all look like realistic, like camo and stuff. So I got this copper gun and I was like, that's cool. I couldn't wait for the next three days to see what the next challenge would be. So it comes up, you need to kill so many people in this district, you need to do this, you need to do that. And it was like, what am I going to win? You're going to win a badge. And I was like, a badge? What's a badge for? You know the badge that goes on the backpack? Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, why am I going to do all that effort to get a badge? You know? And I just thought, I can't bother that. Gun skins, yeah, badges, no. Yeah, I can understand that. Anyway, Tom Clancy, 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 whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I see Tom. on uh, on the internet. Yeah, still the same price. You can get it cheaper elsewhere. But yeah, check that out. That's a really good game, especially if you're just at home, you want to play uh, multiplayer, you know, chill out with some friends, not worry too much. Wicked game. But right, let's move on, because we've been talking about Tom Clancy, Wildlands, Player Unknown, for months now. It's, it's done. <laughs> Over. <laughs> right, Hans, what have you been playing? Something you're going to hate. Really? That means it's either going to be a Japanese RPG or it's going to be walking around or it's going to be multiple clicks. Or it's all of them. Well, no, the first, it's not Japanese, this one. All right, cool. It's actually something very story-driven, Nick. Retro. Yep. Oh, there we go. Called Timberweed Park. Nostalgic. Oh, I heard about that one. Yeah, it's from the creators of uh, Monkey Island. Oh, Monkey Island. Yeah. I used to play Monkey Island. I started this game. But then I got called a cheat because I'd get into the first area and then have to go on wherever book. Back in them days, you didn't get the internet. It was a book, wasn't it? <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, go to there, click this, take this, and put it into there. Doesn't that, like, take away the whole experience of the game? Yeah. But I think that's why I never really got into them sort of games. I used to play a few games like that. I used to play that one, Siberia. They're challenging. I like Mist. You played Mist. Yeah, I played Mist. It was too easy. I played Mist on an Apple Mac, and that oh, was yeah. like my very first computer when I was still at school, and my parents bought me an all-in-one Mac, and this is like way before like the iMac, and that's the game that came with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Mist has just been re-released <laughs> with a new graphics update, isn't it? Yeah, I heard about it, didn't play it, but, <laughs> but yeah, for Jensen next month, so. Trying to play that game when you're like six years old, it's not great. Yeah, you're just you're looking like... around, not having a clue what you're doing. Yeah, you're looking at it like, oh, this looks amazing. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. I had yeah, the same when I was Park younger. doesn't look amazing to be That was me on Siberia. I was say for Siberia or Siberia 2, it was like, there's a spaceship. How do I, how, there's like a plane. How do I get in it? I'm just standing around in the snow thinking, oh, I can't, I don't have patience for this. <laughs> you don't have patience <laughs> for anything. Huh? I did, you know what? I do like them games, but I, I just think it, it's a killer for time. And it's not really a lot that you get. If you love stories... Well, maybe, Nick, this one is more for you because you got an easy mode in this one. (laughs) Really? (laughs) But if you play on easy mode, they take away half the puzzles, which is kind of dumb. If you play this game, you need to play it on hard. Really? It took me about 18 hours to complete it. How long? 18? (laughs) 18, yeah. Hmm. And about five of those were spent just running around, trying everything on everything. 
<laughs> that's what I used to do run around get into a new room click everything just click I everything I cannot do that I cannot do that if, after 10 minutes I'm on Google Come yeah on. yeah, yeah really? that's my yeah, problem I don't see? have the time for that I just want to play the game I don't want to be walking around hours looking and trying di different did things. you ever try Dark Souls 3 then oh my god oh no, here we go never again never ever touch <laughs> that not even with a 10 foot pole uh, with <laughs> come on I finished Dark Souls no, 3 no, oh don't no. blame me it's, <laughs> I play games for entertainment not yeah. for, uh, for a challenge frustrating as hell I've started to think that Hads just likes to play or complete things just so he can go, I've done it, and you lot are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you just you tried Dark Souls 3, you gave up. Yeah, man, I didn't even make it past the bit of writing on the floor. <laughs> yeah, how bad is that, seriously? Because it's a, my problem is, is like, say you go back to um, the games we were just talking about, the, the, the multiple click ones, like you walk around. My problem is, I'll get in there... And I don't want to play it on easy because I don't want to feel like I've done it easy. Like, because that's just cheating. It's like, if I say to people I've done it on easy, that's pointless. So I'll put it on hard and then I'll start playing it. And within 20 seconds, I get stuck. And I'll just be like, oh. Yeah, but why do you put it on hard then? Just put it on easy. Because if you put it on easy, then you haven't really done the game properly, have you? So I put it on hard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't and, know. Then, and then just, like, you're lying to yourself, really, aren't you? you like, Says read the up guy about that it. saves and loads. So. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Save and loader. No, exactly. There's I always put the a game lot on medium because medium is like how the game was made and then you put it on hard to make it harder or you put it on easy to make it easier. So if you got it in medium, that's probably how the developers wanted you to play. Yeah. Normal. Normal. Yeah. Yeah. Now to be honest, in Dark Souls you don't have that option. Dude, when you're not gonna realise, if they put save option in there to save whatever I like, it's not cheating. If they it didn't want cheating. me to save before I see that boss coming towards me, then they wouldn't have put the save button in there. Yeah, but that's why games have checkpoints. So you, they know you're getting to a point where something big might happen and you might die, and then you go back to a checkpoint. That's how the game's meant to be played. No, it's but not, if... because if they wanted that, they wouldn't put the save thing in there. They just have checkpoints. No, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the save. legal it's... form of cheating. Yeah, any developers out there, any of you out there are developers, game developers yeah. that can help us with discussion, that have put in, like you can save anywhere, what's your take on it? Send it in. Saving the game is not <laughs> a strategy. It's saving a game anywhere means that you need to stop playing that game there and then. So you click save and you leave and then you come back later. It's, Which, not, a, it's the, not a strategy. The, to root, like the root of this discussion should be, what the hell is wrong with cheating? What is wrong with cheating? There's nothing wrong with cheating. There's nothing wrong with modding. There's nothing wrong with hacking a game. Do you know There's what I did say before, wrong. Tim? If you have fun with it, do it. I said to if these guys before, it, do it. Yeah, of course. it's down to the individual. If you want to cheat and it doesn't ruin your game, then that's up to you. Exactly. As long as you don't cheat in my game, mm -hmm. like in, say you're playing like a game like Call of Duty or something, and then you come in my game and you cheat, then that's just, uh, you need to have your legs chopped off. Yeah, that's something else. That's something yeah. else. By the way, Nick, you can save everywhere in Timberweed Park. Yeah, because it's it's designed to be like that, because it's a point and click. Yeah, and you can die. There's nothing to lose. But if there is a glitch in a single player, like you can do this and you will have uh, you will duplicate all your items or whatever, I'm glitching the hell out of that. Mm. <laughs> that's not really cheating, is it? I, that, I would that. never, ever do that. But that's oh, like playing Oblivion, Sims. The unlimited money. No, no, it just makes me more enjoyed because I... No, no, that's, that's not technically true. That If you're playing The Sims and you cheated to get unlimited money, that'd be cheating. But if you're just playing The Sims and you realised you could do something to get yourself a job that gives you unlimited money 
and you didn't actually do anything. You've just done a few, oh, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to do it in this certain way. Oh, look, that gives me loads of money. That's not cheating because you found that way yourself. Yeah, but that's not cheating because that's in the game. All right, what about this one? Transport Tycoon Deluxe, the game I used to love, map, where you build up all your transport and that, yeah? I found a cheat, and it was put in by the developers as a cheat, but I found it by accident, yeah? So it's a wrong to use it. You built a tunnel from one side of the map to the other, costs about £50 billion, and then when it places it, it gives you £50 billion instead of, of you paying the money. That's just being smart, I call Is that, that cheating, or is that I found it by accident, so I got away with it? Then you could just uh, load again. If you was in real life, yeah, real life. I'm walking through London. Yeah, I'm driving through London in the daytime. Ooh, there's a package over there. Could be a bomb, could be full of money. So I get out, I walk over, I open the briefcase package, yeah, and there's a million pounds in there. Do I go, this is cheating with life, and leave it there? No, because you found it. It's not like... But then I found them glitches. Am I the only honest person in here? <laughs> I would actually take the money to the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think but so. Anyway. It, trust me, if you find a million pounds, you take it to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I would actually try to find the owner. That's like a mafia kind of thing. So, You're so such a good boy. Yep. You should be proud I of yourself. I would do it if I found the wallet, but if I would find a big bag of money... <laughs> yeah. I'd, leave an, I'd leave an IO... I'd count it, and I'd leave a little bit of paper saying, IOU, three million pounds. <laughs> and then saying, I'd have a picture. You. I'd draw a picture... Of Dr. Evil with his finger in his mouth. <laughs> You're all going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I would do that. Do you know what? I've actually got a drawer here, which I keep like money in, yeah? Like for like saving up, emergencies, whatever. But when I get cash, I just dump it in a drawer. But then I don't use that. I don't spend it. Anyway, if I ever do have to spend it, like, like my missus goes, oh, I really fancy a takeaway. And like maybe we're short on cash that day. I'm like, all right, do you know what? I'll get it out of there. You go over to this drawer now, there's loads of bits of paper in there saying, oh, £30. Thought it's like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be done. Has to be done. Oh, man. But what were we but... even talking about? Get back I to think your... it was Timberweed Park. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, is it a good game? It is a good game, but I can't go into much detail because everything would be a spoiler. All right. Literally everything. So there's like four characters you can play with. They each have their own individual personality. Like there's one... Uh, crazy creepy clown that insults the crap out of everyone really and there's like two fbi agents and a game developer really that's a bit of a random mix yeah <laughs> i think that that's the intention of the game yeah yeah what is the park the park what is it based around is it like um well the plot is very simple there's a dead body found in the town of timbleweed park there's two fbi agents coming to solve the crime Oh, right, but, and then you're yeah, going around. The story twists and turns, and you get into all kinds of absurd situations. So do you actually play this game, and you'd like really get tied into it? Like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen in the next bit. when I... Oh, there's a new guy over there, and I talk to yeah, him. Yeah, you always do that with those kind of games. Do you? Because I find yeah. now, because my favorite games are games like Fallout 4, stuff like that, I find that there's just far too much chatting in these games nowadays. And I, all I can imagine from a game like that is me just keep skipping what they're chatting about. This and then. Poised. Yeah, even that, two hours later on, I'll just be like, I don't really know what's going on. I wasn't listening. I, I think there's something wrong with your attention span, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you like that? No, I actually played uh, Day of the Tentacle uh, like two months ago. Yeah. And I remember myself playing, uh, playing Maniac Mansion when I was a very wee boy. Oh, those are epic. 
yes, and I couldn't understand anything from it because uh, yeah, I'm born in maybe it's uh, just like so yeah, it's quite a while ago. But I really liked Day of the Tentacle. Actually, I really liked playing the remake. That and, yeah, yeah the there's remake. a remake of that, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah that one. Really you good. So you I think covered the that. Thimbleweed Park is actually the uh, kind of the same, like in the same. It's maybe it's just meters. Maybe yeah. it's just I don't give it enough time to get in, stuck in, so I don't actually get to the point where I'm interested because I'm trying to flick through too quickly. Yeah, you want to rush through it, exactly. Yeah, but Why I don't have a lot of time. Why you through a game you pay money for? Just because a lot of the time I don't have a lot of time to play it, so it might be that I jump on for half an hour and then someone shouts me, oh, you've only got 20 minutes, you've got to come down, have a dinner or whatever, and I'm like, oh, next bit, come on, let's get through this. And then I don't really go back to it. Someone else, Then I'll come on and one of you lot will be like, should we play like Daisy or something like this and I'll be like alright we'll get on that together I think and the first time you, sh you play it you just need to make sure that you have like two or three hours that you can sit down and play it for a while and then it will be easier coming back to it yeah, yeah because I, I, I personally think it's very fun to uh, solve all those puzzles yeah, like also, you the humor is also amazing in those yeah games. the only game I've ever played like that with puzzles is probably 7th Guest and 11th Hour hey got those two on GOG.com <laughs> I completed 7th Guest Years and years ago, when it was first came out. And you didn't cheat? No, no cheating. Cool. Hey, you earned a little bit I of respect. Yeah, I remember there was some like box thing where you move things around and stuff like that. Monkey Island also. Monkey Island, I played that, but I was far too young. I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, but we grew up with those kind of games. When there Monkey Island, when, what, what year did Monkey Island PC? come out? Sorry? What year did Monkey Island come out? I you think know? the original Monkey Island is from 1987. Yeah, so I was six playing that. I was ten. <laughs> yeah, so six-year-old, you know, just learning to read, probably. Yeah, but that's all we had <clears> back in the day on PC. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I used to, I used to love my PC. I had an Amstrad, and like four six four, and it was the one that had the monitor which plugged into the keyboard, and you just plugged the whole thing into the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like with a green screen. Yes. And like I had the first one that had like the hard disk, like little square hard disks, not the big square floppy ones. And do you know what? My parents weren't anything to do with computers at the time. They just bought the latest computer at the time, put it in the room, thought it'd be good for the kids. Didn't have no interest whatsoever in it. So everything to do with that computer was purely my own interest, even to the point where once I switched the power supply over to the other voltage, thinking it might make it faster or something, and I actually blew the thing up because I... Because <laughs> oh. yeah, no one showed me about it. No one, I, no one ever taught me anything. I learned by my own mistakes, so I just cracked on and done my own thing. And like, I remember once I had a CPU sitting there, and it was to make it faster. But the guy at my dad's work never had time to fit it, so I just sat on a desk for ages. And I played games like Transport Tycoon. I can remember playing them where the frames are so slow, like the car would have like five frames from the car driving from one side of the screen to the other. You know, it was just like robotic. But I, I just persevered and I still played it like that because I, I just loved it, you know? Yeah, you didn't know better. Yeah, so, exactly. At that age, you don't really know any better. <laughs> you just you like, yeah. At, at least you had a PC. I was stuck with a Mac. So I only had about three games. <laughs> a Mac back in them days, that's, that's well got to be hardcore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, why? Why would, why would your parents <laughs> buy you a Mac when everyone else has got a PC? I'd have knocked yeah. it on the floor when they weren't looking. Microwave <laughs> 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 it. I remember going to the shop and buying a game, and then I said to the guy, um, do you have this game, like, will this play on a Mac? And he said, no, it's different to a PC. And I was like, I'll have it anyway. And I yeah. still bought it, took it home, put it in, and that, it was on a floppy disk. And I put it in, and then it's like error. 
And I was like, oh man, <laughs> I wish it just worked. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the thing though with our generation. That is exactly it. You, just, I remember walking past a shop in um, a high street near me, and there was a basket outside, and there was loads of tapes in there. And I just walked past, and, and I can remember looking at these tape cassette cases, and I'd look at them, and they'd just be like, I think there's lots of them were dizzy. Remember dizzy? Yeah, dizzy, dizzy egg. egg. Yeah. And there was there was a few others, but there was all ones that were famous games for their time, but they were crap. You know, mm. and we went to a show the other day and I played Dizzy Egg and that's why I played it for so long, remember? And you're yeah. like, this is boring, Nick. All you're yeah. doing is jumping left and right. But I remember going past there and I'd look at the Dizzy Egg case and I'd be like, oh, look at that world. It's got trees and desert and, and like seaside. And, and in my head, I'm playing this whole thing along in my head like I'm reading a book. <laughs> so when I get home, I put it on and it's like, oh, I'm just jumping left and right. But yeah. But it's like... It was my imagination that I was playing more than the game. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the game covers were really artistic. Yeah, yeah, and it was like really wanting me. To, and you'd just be like, oh, and sometimes they'd crash it. You'd be like, please, please just work. Just want to get into this game for a little while. <laughs> and then you'd hear like, burr, 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 error. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, another half an hour. <laughs> I got How much a bed is this Thimbleweed uh, bar game, actually? How much is it? Yeah, uh, it's $19.99 because they always say never pay more than 20 for a PC game. Oh, that's cool. That's what, they've actually said that? They said that their whole life. <laughs> nice. Oh, really? Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, very fair. But yeah, it does bring back a lot of um, old memories. There was a picture the other day which I think I put on Facebook. I don't know if I did or not, or I might have just sent it to you guys. But it was a picture I, I saw somewhere, and it just reminded me of my childhood completely. It's a black picture, all black, in the dark. There's a little boy sitting on the carpet. He's got a TV screen in front of him. He's got some shelves in front of him with a few bits on. He's got like a bowl of noodles sitting next to him on the floor. And he's just sitting playing computer on his own in the dark. And I just thought, that was me when I was a kid. Yeah. With a big VCR like, underneath the TV. <laughs> yeah. That, that was me with my Nintendo, Nintendo yeah. Entertainment System playing yeah. Turtles in the dark. Oh, that was a wicked game, Turtles. Yeah. Where you go down Console the drain holes. Peasantry again, yeah. man. Oh, no, but you got to... Come on, we got... Nintendo's got to be extracted from the console well, peasantry because... No, that's true, yeah. Nobody like, will forget the first time they took this gun to hand from Duck Hunt and <laughs> yeah. shooting at their TV. That was... That was you know, mate, I've said it before, epic. yeah? When that first came out, I didn't, I didn't even know what a console was. And my dad was pretty high up in his job at the time, yeah? And he was like, oh, I've got some, some guys... We're going to go around his house. He's got this new thing. And this guy's like driving around in a Bentley. He's got a mansion. He's got a lake in his garden. He's like, come around our house and we'll show you it. So you'll turn up at this posh mansion. like, And I'm far from posh. So he turned up at this posh mansion and he's like, <laughs> pulls out this gun. And he's like, look, we can shoot the TV screen. <laughs> and everybody's amazed. Yeah. So like, look, he shot, he shot that duck. He yeah, shot that duck. Can you remember like how when you were young and you looked at that and you were trying to work out how it works? Yeah. And you're like, how does it know where you're shooting? Yeah. I was always more baffled by the rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> how Until does that you work? figured out the sheet, you know, that you could just go stand against the TV and just yeah. put your gun against the TV the and thing also is, register. Fair yeah. enough. You're shooting a gun at the screen. You're shooting b birds and that. Fine. A rocket launcher? What do you expect to happen? You shoot it and it just blows everything up on the screen, I'd expect, wouldn't you? <laughs> it was exactly the same as a handgun, but you put it on your shoulder. And it was massive. And the thing is, it's like they don't make noise. There's no recoil. So it's just a trigger button going. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question for you, yeah? 
Out of all the things you've ever seen in your life, which was the best thing for the best gun? I know what you're all going to say. The best game that had the best gun, whether it's arcades on a computer, whatever. You're all going to come up with the same answer. Um, the sniper, where it had the little LCD screen inside the sight. So you look at the screen and you see the city, you look through the sight and it was a little screen that you could, it was like zoomed into like the window of a building. Oh really? No, that's not the one. The one I was thinking of comes to me straight away. You know, in the arcade, we got the red and blue guns. And when you time shoot crisis. them, time crisis, and they go, oh, ching, yeah. ching, 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 and they slide backwards and forwards. You're like, yes, you're real. <laughs> yeah, but I had that. I had that only a few years, probably six, seven years ago. I think it was Time Crisis 3, and it came with like the recoil gun. Yeah. And I was playing it on like a 50-inch TV. It worked like perfectly, and you've got the pedal with it as well to duck behind. I always remember that in the arcade, always. It was always yeah. there. Yeah, because I, I used to spend so much money playing that at the arcade. And yeah. when it came out on the console, like I bought it, and it was so good. And they even had like side missions as well, where it would just be like target practice and things like that. Yeah. And even that was good. Yeah. Sorry, Hans, we just totally um, killed your game with uh, consoles. Oh, <laughs> He's used to it. He's like, I ain't coming on here again. Couldn't have done it to anyone worse. You lot ain't coming to my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, that's Timbleweed Park. Timbleweed Park, is it? Yep. It, isn't it Fimble? Timbleweed Park? T-H. Yeah. Uh, that's why I couldn't find it then. T-H-I-M-B-L-E. Yeah, like a tumbleweed. Yeah. No, thimble. like a, a thimble that you put on your finger for oh. sewing. You're going to say thumb, when not you? Um... Yeah, you're right, Jansen, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, he, he's not interested in say... you today, and your uh, technicalities. <laughs> but yeah, one thing we didn't say about this game is how it looks. And I'm it a did. big fan of like pixel art, and the fact that this looks 8-bit, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. A while back when I was playing Punch Club, it's got the same look to it. And yeah. part of what attracted me to that game is the pixel art. So, like, yeah, this kind of interests it, me as well. It reminds me of a game that I never really played a lot, but it was a game I always had when, on my Amstrad. And have you ever heard of it? A game called Run Flunky. Never. Nope. About you were the butler of the queen, and you have to go around and run and do things and get dishes for her and move her food about and stuff like that. But it was th These characters look exactly the same as what I remember that game. Obviously, this has got a bit better graphics, but that sort of look... She also said there was voice acting in the game, huh? Yeah, it's completely voiced. Yeah, that's really nice for an 8-bit game. Yeah. yeah. But it is your basic, basic open-close, talk-to, push-pull, stuff like that. Yep. Maybe I should try one of these games again and just yes. stop just giving Do up so. before I've had a chance. And try and finish it at least. Yeah, and stream it. I'll come and help you. Because I, I think... Do you know and what? No you lot have made me realise something that... Maybe because we're doing so much work all the time and we're playing so many games together, it's like these games have got a little bit lost and you sort of don't give them the time of day anymore. That's why I play them. You're always yeah, but together doing... But I said this to Jansen stuff. earlier. Like We don't very often see you. So yeah, you do play games on your own. You get deep into these games. And then when you come on the podcast, you've got a really good knowledge of these games because you've been on your own focusing but I find, you know, it's a bit different for me. I jump on the computer, I put TeamSpeak on, and there's always people there to talk to. So I never actually have alone time playing the computer, if you know what maybe, I mean. Maybe you should. You're missing on, on a lot of gems. 
Yeah, maybe I'll have a go on it. Maybe I'll try it out. But we were saying this uh, the other day, weren't we? That we're we're spending quite a lot of time playing the AAA games we've got, and we haven't really spent that much time looking at these like new indie games that have been coming out. Yeah, because normally we get given quite a few to do testing and to like people want us to get them out on a podcast and stuff, you know, and do reviews and stuff. So we always had a lot of indie games. But we've got so busy recently that it's just sort of took a back step, on it? So yeah. maybe we'll crack back on some little games as well. Let us know, people, what you like. Triple A's, indies, games you never heard of, games. Because we've got lots of games which we don't talk about because sometimes we think they're not good enough for the podcast. But, you yeah, know, because if... Because you're all too busy playing walking simulators. <laughs> that is true. Through. That is true. But, you know... Sometimes there are games which are really, really good, but they're games you just don't expect. Like, they're just really... Like, shower with your dad's simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, how crazy was that? We reviewed it because it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And Pony then they tried Island, to ban it. That's one you should all check out. What's it called? That is very good. One. Oh, Pony Island. You said Pony about that, Island, didn't you? Yes. I we might check that out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a cult classic now. Yes, that's very good. I might check that for next month then, and we'll talk about that then. Yeah. Right, let's move on. Johnson, what have you been playing? I've been playing... I thought uh, you were go, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been playing Car Mechanic Simulator. I've seen this so many times on Steam on sale, and I look at it and go, because I've been a mechanic before. I used to be a mechanic, trained, qualified. I just think, how much depth can you go into in this game? Yeah, I, I was exactly the same as well, because I'm into my cars as well. And I saw this on there, and it kind of like interests me, because I thought, oh, like... The, the pictures like actually look quite good. I'll have a look at it. But then I thought, yeah, like how how much is it going to go into the actual detail of the mechanics? Is it just like when you get one of these racing games and you can modify the car, is it just going to be that? And then you modify these cars and have them in the garage. Yeah. But yeah. It, like you said, every time it goes on sale, I look at it and think, yeah, I might get that. I might get it. <laughs> but it's, I, I actually did get it because i had some money still left in my steam wallet quick question uh, for you yeah which i've just looked it up because i thought i'd have a little more deeper look into it mm. and there's two of them now yeah there's 14 and 15 and there's 16 it's 15 and 16 no i've got car mechanic simulator for 2014 car mechanic simulator 2015 on mine oh there is a 16 as well what one have you got i've got 15 all oh, right cool i'll look at that one then <laughs> what is the difference uh, it's just updated. Okay. It's, ju it's the same game, but it's just a newer version of it. So the graphics are nice as well. Yeah, and I'm playing it in 4K, and it's crisp. I think because there's not a lot of things going on, everything is static. So the inside of your garage, they can make it look highly detailed because nothing is actually moving. Yeah, because it's just textures, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So... The only things that move are the parts of the car that you're working on. Really? And, but you cannot uh, actually drive the cars. No, because you, you're basically just the mechanic in the garage working on the cars. Oh, okay. What is the uh, actual point of the game? Is it actually a proper simulator to just fix cars up? Or is it a simulator like all your other sim games where you're actually trying to achieve earning money as a business in-game and then upgrading your garage and stuff like that? Yeah, that's exactly what it is is that you're, you are a mechanic who owns your own garage and you're, you're basically starting out with X amount of money and straight away jobs start coming in and then you pick and choose what jobs you want to do and 
as you do those jobs you get paid for them but as you do the jobs if it needs parts you then have to buy those parts and then the old parts you can sell off the point of the game is that the better you get the more xp you get the more unlocks there are and so you you basically start on these really crap like beat up cars and you can work your way up to working on things like bentley's and really it's it's all down to the xp so every time you fix a car and it goes out fixed you get the payment for it but you also get xp for it as well and the bigger the job the more the money the more the xp i always thought it was a bit of a joke game like they was just taking a piss sort of thing no because they've they've actually put a lot of detail into it yeah and you'd probably appreciate it because you've got a mechanic background like you'll probably appreciate the detail that goes into it because I do as well because I've worked on cars since I could drive and yeah I'm a car modifier as well so a lot of what I do is not off the shelf like it's it's a lot of modifying so I've gone into quite a lot of depth into the car that I own and what I've done with it and even though I personally haven't physically done the work to it I know what goes yeah. into it and how it works and things like that so when i played this game you got good I, knowledge yeah I, I in my head i already know when a job comes in and it says this car has got a front wishbone needs changing and then in my head i already know where that is what it is and how to get to it yeah so in your garage you've basically got three spaces you've got a floor space and you've got two ramps so when you bring a job in, depending on if you've got to work underneath it, you put it on the ramp. And if it's a job, like I said, with uh, like a front wishbone, then take the car up and you go to that corner, but it won't tell you which side it is. So you go to the first wheel and you click on it and then it will say, what do you want to do with that wheel? And you've got two modes of dismantle and... Does it get uh, a bit boring, tedious, or is it still exciting all the way through? Um, well, it's tedious in the beginning because you're working on like pretty boring cars, but the jobs are quite quick because like when you get a car up, like I was saying, like if when you've got that car up on the ramp, you then start using your brain to think, well, what do I need to do to fix it? And if you've got it on easy mode, it gives you a lot of like hints and tips. So it on your job sheet for that car, it will say what the problem is. And then it will tell you what you need to fix those problems. Yeah. And so straight away, you can then go to the car and it, you know it's on the front wheel. And when you click on the wheel, it highlights the wheel. And then it gives you the options of what you can do with that. You can, uh, you can take the wheel off or you can examine it or you can put a wheel on if you've got another wheel. So you've got your uh, different modes of dismantling and reconstructing. And so when you go dismantle, you then start taking parts off the car. But when you click on a part, it will then highlight what you need to remove before you can remove that part. So if it's the wheel, it will then highlight the four lug nuts because yeah. then you have to remove those before you can remove the, the wheel. But then once you've got the wheel off, it shows you all the suspension, the brakes and things like that, all highly detailed. So it's, it's pretty detailed then with how much yeah. you can do and stuff yeah, like that it, it's not a case of like you've just got a part floating there you've got all the parts 
interconnecting parts, things like the brake disc, and then you've got the brake pad, and then you've got the caliper. Like you have to take all those individual parts and then you've got like the center hub and then you've got the drive shaft, but you have to take them off in order in the, as you would on a real car because things are in the way of other things or something's connected to something else. And sometimes it does get long because you, you've got a part that you need to get to, but you can't see it until you take all these parts off and then you realize that's not the side that had the problem. So then you put everything back on, you go to the other side, you take all that stuff off. But what they have done is that different parts all have a, a percentage of how good the part is and whether it needs to be like replaced. And they yeah. say like 40% is basically the minimum before it needs to be replaced. But depending on how that percentage goes down, the part looks more worn. So if you've got 100% on a wheel it looks shiny chrome but so if, if you take the wheel off and there's something behind it that's damaged you can see that it's, it yeah. does actually wear yeah so like, like i was saying like with a wheel if you've got a wheel on there and it's 100 percent, it will look chrome but if it's 10 percent, it look all brown and rusty so you can if you know that there's something that you could see just by looking under the car you could get under the car look around and you might see a bit of rust like behind like the suspension so you know oh it's on that side so you take that wheel off brakes suspension everything out you get that part you take it out and then you look at the part and it will tell you exactly what part it is and then you go you have to go to a computer and you have to order the new part but the way they've done it as well it's just wait that, two days for it to come in that is instant <laughs> <laughs> but um like they give you variations off the same part to make it more realistic, like not all cars have, say, the same spring on this. It seems suspension. like they've put so much detail in there. It's something to keep you guessing and, and yeah. And if if you're just interested in cars but you don't know that much, you learn. Yeah, it, it's very good for learning because someone who knows what they're doing looks at it, and with me, it's like I know a lot of what's going on, and I'm like, yeah, this is very realistic compared to a real car. And someone who doesn't know anything about a car could go on this and learn quite a lot from it. And even a mate of mine who is an actual mechanic now, he was interested in it when I told him about it. So he came in and he was watching me do it. And even him, he said, yeah, this is basically me on a normal day at work. This is what I'm doing. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. it's like when you start out, you start out on a kind of an easy mode. So the job sheet that comes in, like your phone rings and it will show you four cars that are available. You can pick whatever one you want. You can dismiss whatever you want. Once you pick that car, it puts it in your garage and then it comes with a job sheet. On that job sheet, it will tell you what's wrong with the car and what you need to change on that car for it to work. And then when you put the car on the ramp and you start taking parts off, if you go to take something off and there's something in the way, that part that's in the way will come up red. And then you know you've got to remove that first before you could get to the part you want to get to. And as well, when you're putting the parts back, you have to put them in the right order. Otherwise, you'll have something left over. And Do they click... go out the car and then comes back with a no, problem? It, like you've... it will say to you, like if you click finish job and it will say to you um, timing belt missing and you think, oh yeah, I put everything back together. I didn't put the timing belt back. But the good thing is that I found out is you can click 
I and it gives you inventory of all the parts that you've got. So as yeah. you're taking the parts off the car, it puts it in that inventory. So when you're putting the parts back, you can check the inventory. And if you see you've got like a bush or a, like something like that left over, you think, oh, yeah, I forgot to put that in there. And you can go back and do it before you try and finish the job. Yeah, so you can see what's left over, what you've missed to put back. Yeah. It does, it, it does sound really cool. Yeah, and it's really, it, like, for straight away, you can see the level of detail and how much time they've put into it on these real basic cars. And, like, you might get a, a really simple job, like, this car needs a, a brake pad. And you'll, you'll finish that car in literally two minutes. You'll take it apart, put it back together, send it out, and you get 200 quid for it. But then another car might come in, and it says it needs a service. So it needs, like an oil change and an air filter and then you do that in five minutes but then you'll get another job that will come in and it will say like it, it needs a whole new rear suspension and it needs like a new radiator so there's like multiple things on all different sides of the car and some parts you can only get to through the top of the car some parts you can only get through the bottom so then you yeah. have to move it from the floor to the ramp back to the floor so it's really like mixed match like what detailed. the jobs will be how detailed the job will be how hard the job will be and it's it's not is it repetitive or not not well it's repetitive in the way that you you're constantly fixing cars but each job is completely different and well, in in i think in the beginning where they've made it easy for you you are just kind of going through the steps of like uh well that's highlighted take that off that's highlighted take it off but when you get to the point where it gets harder and they don't give you the clues, a car will come in and it will say there's a knocking noise coming from the rear. And that's it. It won't tell you what the problem is, what you need to change or how to look for it. Yeah. Do you know what I think is quite funny is how many real mechanics do you think you could take your car to? And obviously they don't have this game where it's got all the different bits in red where they took it apart in the wrong order or whatever. Yeah. How many mechanics are out there do you reckon there are that are looking at it going... Mm, wonder what's going on there. That that won't go back on, right? <laughs> but there's no red red light highlight to tell them that yeah. they forgot to put the belt back on. Yeah, but how many <laughs> times have you done that on like anything you build, isn't it? It's like you you take all the parts out, you put them back, and then you're like, oh, I've got two screws left over. Where'd they come from? Yeah, don't worry about him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you used to do as a kid, didn't you? You used to get a radio control car or something. You'd be like fascinated about how it works. So you take it apart with the yeah. good intention of putting it all back together again and it just get left. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how but, you learn, isn't it? Yeah, and this is why this takes you in kind of baby steps where they start you off simple, give you all the hints, all the tips, and as it gets harder, they take that away. And yeah. then you, you can start on expert straight away and it gives you no hints at all from the start. And the good thing with this is that you start off just using your hands and you're just taking this off, putting this on. But you can upgrade to uh, tools as well. So you can get diagnostic tools. And when, when you XP up and you've got enough XP, you can go to your toolbox and you can pick a tool that you want. And you can have di diagnostics tool. And so when yeah. the next car comes in, you can use that tool, plug it in, and it will give you like the diagnostic code. So you can make it easier for yourself as you go. Yeah, because as you progress, the jobs are going to get harder and harder, and tools like that like speed up the process. What what is the end game to this though? What what's your ultimate goal in this game? 
just to earn money and work on better cars. Then they get like bigger garages or anything like that. I don't, I don't know if you can change the garage that you're in, but I know that you can have, like, you can unlock uh, a car park so you can have more cars in there at one time. You mm. can have like a rolling road so you, you can, a car will come in and they'll say there's a problem with it, don't know what it is, and then you can run it on a rolling road whilst you run in your diagnostics, and then you can try and figure out the problem yourself. Is there like an uh, online leaderboard for the fastest time for jobs, so the people playing uh, expert can can compete against other people for? I, I haven't seen anything like that, um, but yeah, I, I think like something like that would be quite good if there's a certain job that comes in. And it's and purely you, single player. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and then if it was like yeah, a certain job comes in and it's how fast can you? finish that job like yeah, diagnose exactly. the problem and fix it yeah. uh, that that would be quite cool there's a lot of um updates for this game as well there's a lot of dlc yeah, like you've got all dlcs for like delorean maserati mercedes-benz you know performance dlcs there's yeah. loads of them yeah because the good thing about this as well which i quite like in games and films is when they use branded stuff i hate when they use like something generic when you know it should be branded because it takes away the realism and it's all to do with like corporate advertising and things like that and they have to block things out but I quite liked that in this game as soon as it started and I was looking around my garage I would see branded stuff like there'd be a picture on the wall for like a Garrett Turbo and then you'd have a Pennzoil oil container on the side and it gives it that realism of like these are real things that I see in real life and yeah. it's, it's the same with the cars. You get a car that comes in and it's something that the developers have made up. So it doesn't look like, it might look like a Ford Fiesta, but they've given it a completely different name, different badge. And it, it kind of takes away from the fact that this is meant to be a simulator and I'm working on a car that doesn't exist. And but... that's why these DLCs are pretty good because then you can actually work on a DeLorean. You can work on a Maserati. You can work That's on a cool. Bentley. I just, I did just notice though. I was looking at it, the game's actually fourteen ninety nine, yeah. Yeah. But they've got a DLC, which is called Young Timer, and that's eighteen ninety nine. So there's more than the actual game. Yeah. You know, when you, when you look on Steam, if you look at all the reviews, everything is very positive. Yeah, it is. And even like you read a few reviews, and some of the people on there say that they are car mechanics. And they are impressed on how much detail there is in this. I know yeah. a few car mechanics. I will uh, pitch this game to them. Yeah, no, it does look good. But I think you've spoken enough about it. <laughs> you know but what Jansen's like. When he enjoys something, he does do a bit of rambling. Yeah. Well, I like to get out there everything that I found out about the game from playing it that yeah. will probably interest people who have an interest in a game like this. So we're not talking about hands then, as he's gone to sleep. <laughs> but he's still there, hands. Yeah, it's <laughs> gone. Don't rattle his cage. I wonder how many people out there listening right now are going, oh, I really enjoyed listening to that. And how many people are out there going, oh man, I'm asleep. <laughs> it's going to be split in half. It's a very niche game because yeah. you, you've got to be into your cars and you've got to have an interest in the mechanics of a car <clears> to even consider playing a game like this. Because if yeah. you don't, 
it's not going to be fun. Well, I always thought it was a joke game. I thought it was a game where they'd just be like, oh, calm. Like, there's loads of them coming out in there, like Ant Simulator from years ago, and yeah. like stupid ones, like Rock Simulator. What was the one you was talking about, Hands? Was it Rock Simulator? Yeah, Rock Simulator. <laughs> yeah. Goat Simulator. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. You rock on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a, a real simulator. So if you've got an interest in mechanics, this is a very good game to get. And if anyone's ever bought out a simulator simulator. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they have. Uh, yeah, oh actually, my God. you can buy it on Steam, I think. So just a never-ending story. Simulator, 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 simulator. <laughs> it's like Tycoon Tycoon. <laughs> Still beats Empyrean. <laughs> well, look, if, anyone, if anyone's interested, there is a demo of this game on Steam. Yeah, you can download a demo and try it out. Yeah. Is it a real demo though, where you play like they give you a limited time, like an hour to do as much as you can, or is it? Oh, you can yeah. take a won't uh, take apart a crap car. I don't know because I've never played the demo. Oh, you bought I it, just bought the game, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Anyway, yeah. car mechanic simulator, and that's a 2015 one, not the 14. But there is a 16, so if you can yeah. get the 16 for a better price, it's obviously going to be more updated, more better with all the parts and stuff like that. So check that out. Jansen yeah. gives it a uh, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Oh, hey. <laughs> right, let's move on. Um, Tim, what have you been playing? I played a little game called, yeah, funny, Little Nightmares. It's a 1999 on Steam, and it's actually a 2D uh, stealth puzzle platformer. And yeah, it has a little hint of horror in it. Yeah, you it showed me this last look, night. Yeah, it looks good. I've Graphics seen, are mad. Really good. Yeah, I've seen videos of this, and I thought I wouldn't mind playing this just to see how it looks. Yeah the, yeah, the lighting effects are really nice in this game. I think it runs on an Unreal Engine, but really looks gorgeous. It's like the graphics are so good on it. It's also, it's like almost 3D without yeah, yeah, 3D goggles. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. actually 2.5D because you can also move on the, what is it, the, the Y-axis, no, the, the Z-axis. Mm. Yeah. But like, it's called Little Nightmares, but it is like, it's like something you can imagine as a, say, six, seven-year-old kid, these are the sort of things that would actually scare the crap out of you. Yes, it's, <clears throat> you actually play a tiny raincoated nine-year-old girl, and and you're trying to escape from an uh, underwater resort, and you you're actually very small in a very big world. Yeah. And so it's a kind of puzzle game, and it's not really like jump scare horror, but it's more like you have a little constant. Fear yeah, you go to sleep at night, and then you start thinking of all sorts of weird things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mind play. It, it's. Kind of reminds like uh, like Limbo or uh, the game Inside. Yeah, it's a bit like li- yeah, it is a bit like Limbo, but it's got a whole new ten layers to it. Yeah, you know the color, the brightness of the little yellow coat compared to the darkness in the background. You yeah, know exactly. I'm looking at one of the um, screenshots of it, and the lighting's done very very well, like the shadowing and like the way they've done the crystal clear at the bit they want you to focus on, yep. but then it's blurry in the areas where they don't really want you to like focus on, you know? Yeah, exactly. And also lots of the levels are, are a little bit in the dark and you have a, like a tiny cigarette lighter. Yeah. That's also very cute because as soon as you stop, the the little, uh, the ha- little girl, Six, is, is trying to cradle the lighter to keep it alive. Yeah, how how long have you played this game for? I played this for like about two and a hour, two hours now. I'm not Has so it kept far you... in it. Kept yeah, you... it's really nice, especially with headphones on. It has some sometimes some creepy, uh, some creepy sounds and some music. Have you had a point where it's got that creepy where you thought, "Ooh, I'm gonna turn it off"? No, no, not at all, not at all. 
And you're never all of the uh, time like climbing up furniture and, and picking up or uh, and, and moving around objects to, to, to progress through the level and to unlock doors and there are like like butchers in this world also and you have to it's not really you can't really fight them. You always have to sneak past them or outsmart them or So what you're just going from room to room. Yeah, is it a try to is... escape. Is the, the camera able to turn twist round, or is it just two D flat? So you're looking uh, at a screen the all the time. Over, the camera is fixed. You cannot move the camera, but you so can it's... walk around on a three axis in, in the game. Actually, yeah. So, so you can go further away, backwards. closer, yeah, left and right. You can go into depth. And you've got to try and like sort of every screen. I take it's got like some kind of little puzzle or something. Like you've got to go round somebody or creep past yes, or climb yes, over. Yes, or try to open a door or try to to find out where to progress to the next level. Do you pick things up? Do you get weapons and stuff like that or not? No, no, I haven't come across that. I think you only have your cigarette lighter. And that's it, so it's just literally running around? Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, trying to escape the, like, a yeah, the, the, the things that are there that, to get you are, like, a hundred times the size of you. So yes. I think even if you had a weapon, you wouldn't really be able to fight yes. them, would you? If you see one of these, 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 these butchers, it's actually a butcher. They're, like, 100 times the size you are, so... Really? Yeah, yeah. You're really tiny in a very big world. Even a chair is massive. Even a door is massive, and you you need you need to to drag some boxes or find another way to get to the door handle. Even. It is very creepy, isn't it? I, I'm watching the clips of it, and it's like you're standing there, and then all of a sudden this little door just opens really slowly, and these arms just like the fingers like walk out. Yeah, like in in one of the first levels, you you're walking, all of a sudden you see at the top of the level there's some guy hanging there, like like he hang himself, but you can also see the, only see you cannot see his head just as the top of his body and his feet dangling there. Yeah. So they sometimes it's pretty, pretty dark atmosphere, but it yeah, never gets really creepy, actually. It's got awards and everything for best game in 2016 and stuff. Yeah, it really, really, really is nice. We Go saw this at the PC gaming show that we went to last time. It was quite a big thing there. And that's why we didn't really kind of get a look in because there was always people on it. Yeah, I've got a vague idea, memory of it now. But it does it does it, is, it does look very cool? I might have to try it out. Yeah, it should definitely. Um, I don't know if it's the type of game that I would continue to play for a long time. Like maybe, do you get levels? So does it go like, oh, yeah. you're at level four, level five? No, it doesn't really say level, but you go from room to room, and like you also have like boss battles in there, and they span across multiple rooms. So okay. Actually, trying to escape this resort, an underwater resort, and trying to as and. and while you're playing it, you also get to understand the story why, because there is no story. You just start the game. There is no tutorial. There is no nothing. There is no press button. And you're or... getting like hints of what's happened, where nothing, your parents are gone, nothing. or nothing. Yeah, and you, you don't get anything. Through... No, not in the beginning. You, you, you even don't get a like press A to jump or nothing. It just you you're there and you can start the game. But as you go through the game, does it start dropping hints about yeah. how you yeah. got on your own and yeah. where yeah. your parents it, are? It makes you understand the story why why six is there and and why why you're trying to escape. Oh, so it's sort of it's got that scary side to it, but it's also got a sort of wants you to you want to find out more about this game. You want yeah. to find out why you're there. You want to find out what's going on. It gives you yeah, that yeah, yeah. little what's the word for it? I can't explain it. It's like a little hint of what could happen and what's there and what's happened, and you want to dig deeper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you want to find answers. Yeah, it's a really nice game. Yeah, it does look cool. Fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine pounds or uh, twenty euro on Steam. And it's got the soundtrack. I don't know why you'd want the soundtrack for that though. Say that. <laughs> no, but like normally I say it because I just don't want the soundtrack. But well, to a creepy, creepy game. Um, I can assure you, if you put this soundtrack on while you're playing Battlegrounds, uh, you will have a very intense game. 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is it really freaky? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's good. the sounds can be pretty creaky. Creaky floorboards yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. stuff like that. But yeah, if you go to their website, that's pretty creepy the way it comes up and it's all like animated and stuff. But yeah, now that's a little short though. I think you can finish it well in in like five or six hours. You can finish it. And it's also one of these games you can play for half an hour and then stop and do something else. Yeah, and then come back to it. That's the sort of thing, more thing for me when there's no one on. I'm waiting for people. Do a quick level on that. But yeah, that's um, Little Nightmares. Check that out. Seems, Seems pretty good. The graphics look amazing. Right, and I think that takes us from all of our games this month. Now we're on to. uh, the community and extra played, section. I actually played one more game. Oh, did you? Yeah, that was Quake Champions, the close beta. It's a new game from uh, from Quake. And uh, yeah, it felt like coming home to Quake 3 Arena. See, I'm never, I've never really been into Quake. I liked Doom when I was younger, but Quake was a little bit after that and a lot more fast-paced and it was more multiplayer, wasn't it? Yes, I yeah. played Quake 3 Arena so much, the multiplayer. It's so fast and yeah... I, really I, I never liked Quake either. Yeah, it's too many levels as well. It was just like level after level after level. It was just like it's a yeah. bit like how they've made Call of Duty now, where people are just flying across the screen all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that's that it's was. Boost, yeah. It's all about booster packs and running 200 miles an hour. Yeah, a rocket jumps and exactly you don't have you don't have to press shift to run. You automatically run always, and if you press shift, you just walk. You prefer yeah. this over Doom? No, I don't prefer this. No, over Doom. The the, the Castle Wolfenstein. The different games, but I, I always liked to play with the railgun insta gip. So it means as soon as you shoot somebody, instantly dies. And then, actually, at the speed was also turned up on these servers. And actually, that... playing this Quake Champions in the beta actually made me install Quake Three Arena again and play with my my, my old friends some Quake Three Arena again. Jansen, what were we playing the other day? Or me, you, and Matt? It was a version of Quake. I'm sure it was. Wasn't that Quake Live? Because this is only in the closed beta beta yet. When you open up Unreal Engine, it's part of their games on there. I, I deleted it. I haven't got it on it now. Sure, it was Quake. Yeah, wasn't it Quake, but you play it through the browser? Yeah, that's Quake Live. That's something else. Yeah. That's like a, a free-to-play a browser game. Yeah. That's also not bad, but this one really feels like like going back to Quake 3 Arena. Very fast, much momentum, uh, high speeds, like rocket jumps, everything. It had a good map design. Audio effects were really on point, like excellent. And like we can tell that you really love this game, yeah. But for me, in my opinion, this is like nostalgic to you. It's something. This is your history growing up. Yeah, true. So to to you, that's the game that stuck with you. Like me, I'm more strategy, old school games like uh, XCOM and Transport Tycoon. They're the ones that stick with me. But like, so for me. Like, I remember playing Doom. I remember when that first came out. I remember, and I remember that was the games where it was like first person shooter sort of thing. But when Quake came out, I never really got into it. It was just a bit mad. Yeah, it's just so high speed, and it comes down to also like a big thing is uh, eye hand coordination skills. But it was massive. You need to be so fast. Sometimes you spawn and you die, and you spawn and you die, and you, you like die five times in five seconds you know every time you yeah respond, but it was uh, massive wasn't it? it was one of them things where it's like everyone had a following in it it was like yes, it's still massive i downloaded some some quake arena quake 3 arena how old is that game i have no idea but yeah that's what i was about to say for the community some... in extras people um tim's gonna tell you about his quake 3 server which you're about yeah. to talk about anyway i put up a little quake 3 server again to play some but i also checked out there's still so many quake 3 arena servers online sometimes even more than seven or eight hundred really yeah yeah really i downloaded q tracker it's a, a quake 3 arena a serverless tracker 
because in game it only shows you like 50 50 servers and then it cuts off yeah this other tracker you can see them all and there's actually really many people still playing quake 3 arena What's the name of the server? Did you use Extreme PC UK or did yeah, you another name? Yeah, I use Extreme PC UK. But so if, uh, if somebody wants to play, I'm always down for this. Just come on to TeamSpeak or something or on Steam even and send me a message. I'll put it on and we can even join another server and play on there. Yeah, it's the server's not running 24-7, is it? It's one that you load up and yeah, put yeah, it on so when my, people... Yeah, my second PC, I can. I have not running it. Uh, I don't have it running 24-7 indeed. Yeah, so when people do want to play, you'll put it on live for them and then we can all play on there. Yeah, exactly. Some old, cool fragging. Cool. Sadly, I won't be on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I streamed, it, uh, I streamed it to you after one minute. You were like, oh, yeah, he streamed nice. it to me and I was like, this looks like a headache. I can't be dealing with this. <laughs> but um, yeah... He'll have a Quake Free server up called Extreme PC UK. It'll be running. If you want him to load it up for you, or you want to get involved, just let us know. Get in touch with us. Yeah, you're into Quake Three. Check out Quake Champions. Yeah, cool. That takes us uh, through the games in the community section. That brings us on to the uh, old questions. Right, we've only got one question this month. So uh, what I'll do is it's from Gavin, and basically he wants to build a budget PC. I think his budget's about maximum seven hundred pounds, but the budget he's got on his part list is five hundred. He said he can squeeze to 700, but he'd try and keep it as low as possible. So what I'll do, boys, if it's all right with you lot, I'll read out the parts, and then we can have a discussion about what you think, what I think, and what you'd change, stuff like that, yeah? Yes, sir. Cool, cool, cool. Right, so he started off with um, an Intel Pentium G4600, which is a 3.6 gigahertz dual-core processor. That's 7237, so like nearly 73 pounds. The motherboard is an MSI B250M Pro VD Micro ATX LGA1151. So it's like it's compatible together. £61.47. So it's quite low down the price list for the motherboard. Um, normal RAM, Crucial Ballistic Sport, 8 gigs, 2400, uh, 5499. A SanDisk SSD, uh, 120GB, which is about like 4799. Western Digital, normal blue ca uh, caviar, 1TB hard drive. Nearly 42 quid. Um, a Zotac GeForce GTX 1050 Ti, 4GB. Comes in about £130 roughly. Corsair Carbide Series windowed ATX mid-tower case, 45.46. EVGA 500W 80-plus certified ATX power supply, just under 40 quid. And your normal DVD writer for about £14. We'll go through the list and, and we'll start with what I think and then you tell me what you think, yeah? Okay. So for me, personally, what I would do, and this is mainly opinion, like I've already said that this build is a pretty good build for the price. £500 for that, that's going to play most games on high to max settings at 1080, don't you think? Mm, at least at 1080p it will, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. What I would do... First off, as soon as I looked at the list, the first thing I got worried about, which is still going to be okay, but not brilliant, is the, the processor and motherboard. The first thing I noticed was the ATX. It's a micro ATX motherboard. So it's going to be smaller. It's going to be made to fit in a smaller case. You're going to lose features from that. I would always go, if you've got the full-size case, go with a full-size motherboard. It's cheaper. You've got more stuff on it, you know, don't you think? Yeah, so if you go for a mini ITX or a mini ATX, you're kind of just holding yourself back. Because if you've got a case big enough for full ATX, you may as well do that. It gives you more options. 
Yeah, and you get a lot more stuff on the motherboard as well. Yeah. So, and but you'll yeah, find so... later on things like uh, USB headers you'll run out of pretty quick. Yeah, that's the, one of the main things, and you get a lot more USB threes on them as well. Yeah. So, it will also be uh, like uh, having a laptop, you know, they need to make every part a little smaller and yeah. it, it will give off more heat and, and run a little uh, less performance. And you yeah. can't overclock it as much, that's the main thing I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think there's also going to be a, a mini video card in there then. Yeah, see, see for me, if you're going with a smaller case, if you want to get rid of that case and get a small case, then stick with the build because that's pretty cool. We've got everything small, the, the, the graphics card, the motherboard, everything small. But if you're going to go with the, the medium-sized case or the, the large case, then personally, my main thing I would do is I would change the motherboard and I would go for like an Asus gaming motherboard, which you can get anywhere from like £90 up to about 150 in the low price range. And I've already said I would go with a 7600K. Now, that processor is £213 at the moment, but I think that would take you to the top of your budget but instead of having a mediocre computer that runs things, you will have a top-end, like, brain. The middle of the system is going to be top-end. It's going to be ready to go. You know, you can upgrade your computer with any graphics card you want, and that thing will be powerful, you know? So, for me, first off, I'd change the processor and the motherboard to a gaming motherboard. Uh, you can get an Asus one for about 100 quid, and, and I would change it to, like I said, a 7600K. I'd use all of the extra budget up there. Moving on, the Zotac GeForce GTX 1050 Ti, that's a nice little card. But I would say if you can spend an extra 30 quid on that, you can get the Asus Strix version, which has got the double fans. And that would then allow you to overclock that card a bit higher. So you will get a bit more graphics power out of it. But then that's down to the budget, how tight it gets at the end. Apart from that, the only other change I would do is the EVGA power supply. I would change that to a Corsair one because their warranty is so long. It's like seven years. I think they might have even just changed it to 10 years. I'm not sure. But I do find with, like I've said to Jansen before in a conversation, with uh, Corsair, their power supplies, what they say on the side of the power supply, their wattage means that's on a 12-volt rail. So, you know, the graphics card's never going to fail. It's always going to be, it's not going to be spread, the wattages through the different different rails, you know? So, what is yeah. What, what wattage you, you, you would take for a... Power supply. What so, I would use for this build, or just in general? Just in general. If you're mm, 500. PC, 500 is the minimum, okay. Yeah, but th this, I think this build's not going to go over 300 watt anyway, so it's like, it's still very high for this build, because all of the new components are so low wattage, you know, like the the processors and the graphics cards, they're, they're such low draw out of them now, it's just like, you, you can do it well, well low. Yeah, yeah, you could get like a lower wattage a PSU, but get one that's a bit of a higher quality. Yeah. So if you go for like a, a platinum certified 500 watt rather than going for a gold certified 700 watt, yeah, then you're getting more efficiency yeah. money, don't have to go high powered. See me, I, I would straight up say just go with any Corsair that's 500 watt and you'll find that that that'll be a, that'll be like a monster for, for this build. So you don't have to really worry about it, you know, but that that's that's pretty much my take on it. I... I the only thing that sticks out to me the most is, like, the Pentium, that 4600 will be okay. It will run games, but it just won't last as long. But if you had a 7600K, you know, you can you can overclock that thing high. That thing will last a long time. You're going to get a minimum of five years out of that processor before you're going to need to change it, you know? Well, as well, it's future-proofing as well. It's like, as the yeah. new games are coming out and there's more demand on your PC, 
um, with the upgraded processor, you're not going to have to worry about it too much later on. Yeah. What about you, Hans? Because you, your opinions are different to ours, isn't it? You had a different idea. Um, the only thing I would change was the uh, CPU and motherboard because I never thought I would say this, but I would actually go AMD in this one. Yeah, could you? I would get... go for the Ryzen uh, five fourteen hundred. Yeah, because you can get the um the AMD. I'm not. I don't really go with AMD myself, but but I haven't tried or tested any of these new chips. They're meant to be yeah, pretty to powerful. Be honest, the Ryzen five is equally equal to an i five. It has uh, four cores, eight threads, the proper uh, proper CPU. This one, and on Amazon UK, you can actually get a bundle: the Ryzen five and the Asus Prime motherboard for two hundred and thirty eight pounds. So that's a pretty good price. That's a really good price. Yeah, so it might be worth just working that out. But from from what, what Tim, what what ideas have you got, or you just think it's a pretty good build standard? I think it's a pretty good build, but for a motherboard, I I, I would always stick to to Asus. It's it's a brand I know. I've always had I I always had good success with that. Yeah, I I I've got to be honest. Well, Asus, I always stick to Asus now. Yeah. But yeah. one of the main reasons I stick to them is because like I like overclocking and that. But I've always found Asus motherboards, their overclocking programs, one click, two click programs, they can do as good overclock. You know, out of the box, they really, really can get it high, and they're very, very stable. So I've just liked them for that reason. Yeah, reliability. I've, yeah. I've had Asus motherboards that have been going for like twenty years and never had a problem. Yeah, I've had gigabyte motherboards out of the box which have just broke or been dead on arrival a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I the gaming one. AMD. Uh, AMD, what am I saying? Asus. <laughs> <laughs> AMD on the I brain. I also maybe changes the SSD, the 120 gigabytes. I think I would rather go for a 500 gigabytes uh, yeah, I think the... drive and a 250 gigabytes SSD. Yeah, but the, the problem there is the budget's already right on the maximum. I've already took yeah. it like to the limit. So with an SSD, you can always use a 120 and then add it later. But if you don't get that processor to start with, you can't add that straight away and you can't add it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not what without spending £100. If you went for like a, a 64 gig SSD and then got like a terabyte hard drive, because you work the, out to the same price. I used to do that for people, but with the... The 64 gig, it's not big enough to get all your Windows and all your base programs on. Yeah, indeed. So it's just, it just about just goes over that, or you're right on the limit and you keep getting these pop ups, your hard drive's full, your hard drive's full. You know, so I'd always say 120 for the, for the Windows SSD. And then, you know, even if you get your one terabyte hard drive for your Steam library and your photos and stuff like that, you can then always add more to it. So you can just get a new. SSD for 500 gigs and add that in later on, copy it, you know, clone it and then carry on from there, you know, but you've got the main things. The main thing I'd always say is to get the motherboard, RAM and CPU the best you can get in there. Don't worry about the rest of it because it's all pennies after that, you know? I agree. But, yeah, I um, agree. So we all agree on this question. Yeah. Yep. I would cool, maybe cool, cool. also drop the, the, DVD, the DVD player. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. Yeah, because you don't really need the DVD exactly. player anymore. <laughs> I do. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I, I'd personally get rid of that and I would have a portable one or just get a little cable that you can plug it in when you need it. Yeah, exactly. Or just don't have one. Who needs a DVD player anymore? You can download any anything. You, yeah. Like yeah, I said, true. I do. I actually use it quite a lot. Yeah? For, For what? For what? Uh, watching movies, burning stuff, you know, all that kind of things. Yeah, yeah but the one... Don't you just save stuff onto USB? Yes. 
Yeah, but why would I want to do that? I mean, I need to take it in my car and stuff. Do you know what? I love the way Hans thinks. He's on such a different wavelength to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> He's unique. Is that the burning CDs are in your now. car? Seriously, why, why would car I... stereos have USB on them now? It's the voice, though. It's like USB. you're like... Bluetooth, I think you guys. Bluetooth. Yeah. You just step in, you're connected. Who uses USB? Or I would like to see CDs. you update your GPS with Bluetooth. Seriously. It's funny because you lot are like, yeah, I'll just get rid of it. And he's like, no. <laughs> I use it. He's <laughs> really offended. He gets offended. You even have like these little Bluetooth connectors you plug into your 12 volt and it just transmits over the FM. Uh, yeah. Over the FM dial. yeah, I you know, but how are you going to update your GPS then? What GPS? Your oh, car you... doesn't have a GPS system. Just use your phone for GPS, Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> your welcome, phone for welcome GPS, to the stupid. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> to the new age, It's 2017. They're all kicking off, people. They're all kicking off. Life cars have built-in GPSs in 2017. Hey, and they suck. They suck real hard. No, yeah, use boys. Google Maps with your life traffic information everything. We're having a but, Belgian war going on here. But yeah, e yeah. Even the new like 2017 car will have a GPS built-in, and it'll be updated via USB. No, it's not. You need to go to the garage and pay for it. That's how they do it. That's why you burn it on a DVD. Nobody does that. My, I have a car that's about half a year old or something. The, the GPS sucks. I hope everybody else out there is enjoying this because I'm enjoying listening to it. <laughs> well, they're all wrong anyway. So. They're all wrong. <laughs> uh, you got to love Hans. When he thinks the world's wrong, he's right. Yeah, but they are wrong. <laughs> right. Hans versus the world. Yeah, Hans versus the world. Everybody. Give us a message. Tell us what you think about the GPS and DVD players. What do you think? We'll see. Whoever whoever sends in the most things about it and shuts each side up, we'll have a little competition. They're going to get zero mailed. And don't come <laughs> telling me like, yeah, but GPS, if you go in another country, you can use it also. You don't need roaming. Who hasn't got roaming this time of year, you know? <laughs> Everybody does. So just use Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever. Yeah, that, that is no. the silence. <laughs> Google Maps truly sucks. Right, let's move on, people. So enough about bloody whatever they are. So I don't even use them, Tom Toms and whatever you have, GPS. Get a book. <laughs> Get a book. <laughs> Learn the real way. Yeah? Directions. I used to do removals back in the day. You had to have a book. Right, anyway, let's move on. Going on from that, iTunes reviews. We ain't had an iTunes review for ages. What's happening with the iTunes reviews? Maybe you need to check it out. Maybe there's something wrong. Nah, maybe just people ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Nah, in, in all fairness, um, iTunes reviews are, are are quite hard to come by because yeah. obviously you have to go in there. And do you know what? I've done it for a few podcasts myself before I started my podcast. And uh, you have to sign up. You have to. It's all these details. In the end, you're like, oh, I can't be bothered. So I understand where it's all coming from. But if you do take the time and effort, we do appreciate it. We will read it out in the um, each podcast. So, uh, yeah, send some iTunes reviews in. Cool. And that's it, really. That brings us to the end of the podcast. If you do buy anything from Amazon, we have an Amazon link on our new website. Not new website, same website, but updated. Uh, check that Amazon link out, click it. Your price will stay the same, but it gives us a little bonus. We're very grateful for that if you do buy anything from Amazon. And, uh, yeah, other than that, if you ever want any work carried out or any quotes or anything, just send us a message and... Uh, We'd be more than happy to help you out. Even if you just want some help, you know, information's free. We don't mind, so uh, get in touch. And that takes us, boys, to the end of the podcast. How did you feel, Tim? Oh, really good. It was really nice talking to you all. Because yeah. ah, it's, it's got to be so weird when you're a listener and then you uh, you get to know us. And then that, that's and that's like real life. We met him as a listener. You know, he, he contacted me on 
was it Steam? I think wasn't it? And we played some games together. Yeah, and I saw actually, you streaming Wildlands. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And uh, pretty much, like he's brought his own community. He's got like five or six people that come on every day. We all and like everybody's really nice. It's friendly. You know, the community's just gained an extra six people. So great. Yeah, it's a really nice community actually. Yeah, good it's to really see. Nice on the Teamspeak server, you should all uh, log in and hang out. Yeah, I do try to get it out there to people that like, because it's a bit intimidating when you're gonna like, if we say to someone, "Oh, come on the podcast, like Teamspeak, and have a chat with us," and that, because I've been in the position where I'm a listener, and I've been in the position where I had like when I first got back into gaming and stuff like that, I played on my own. I didn't really play online with people. I listened to podcasts, and now you always feel like, "Oh yeah, we like to get to know them blokes." Right? Yeah, the team I all right. That feeling. I also had that feeling I was a, you know? little, a little shy to come on Teamspeak. Yeah, but, but then when your stream helped. Yeah, but when you Twitch. Yeah, chatting on there first yeah, and then getting to yeah. know. Because I think when you do know like people from a podcast, you get this sort of feeling like they're like celebrities or something when really we're just normal people. So, you know, get on, just yeah, have a chat really and have a laugh. Relaxed dudes, yes. <laughs> yeah, we are we're all pretty chilled. But yeah, that brings us to the end of this month's podcast. I'm sorry that it came out a bit late. Uh, next month it should be on time. It's just we've got so much commitments we can't really get out of it. So, you know, if it's a couple of days late, sorry. And uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of it. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Cheers. And I will see you all next month. See you later. See ya. Bye.